Hey, KFC Radio listeners, you can find every episode of KFC Radio on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. For us, golf is simple. It's a chance to get out and have some fun with our friends. But inevitably, little things have a way of ruining it. The group ahead is taking forever. You can't find the fairway with a map. And the Bev cart is nowhere to be found. And the best way to make a bad day better is Fireball Whiskey. You get their nips, the little shooters. They are great. Makes a bad day way, way, way better. Make sure to grab the new Fireball Birdie Shot Club. It's literally a golf club filled with Fireball nips. Put it in your bag. It'll fit right in that side pocket. Drink Fireball nips and have a great time on the golf course. All right, best of week five, Clancy and the Rockets. I am coming to you right now a five-time ball in Cup League champion. My streak is on the line every single day. Shall I take your order, or do you need a minute? Yes, I'll be ready. Just buying a car on Carvana. What? It's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. What? That's handy. Yeah. Now I'm customizing my down and monthly payments. What? That's an exquisite deal. And just like that, Carvana's delivering my car in a couple days. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, Sorry, I'll have the burrito. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Delivery fees may apply. Another big week for me, Casey, and Caravis on CCK. Uh, we got into a whole bunch of nonsense. Arguments flying, jokes flying, laughs were had, calls were taken. Uh, but the highlight of the week was when Dana White came through. Materialized out of nowhere. I thought we were just going to have a regular old episode of the radio. And at the last minute, someone was like, hey, can you take Dana White for like half an hour on your show? I said, fuck yeah, let's go. And we ended up sitting down with Dana White for about 45 minutes. We talked about everything from McGregor to Oscar De La Hoya to the pay-per-view industry, boxing versus MMA, and, uh, and a lot more. And I mean, he could not be a more interesting, intriguing, captivating guy. He is worth $500 million. That guy worth half a billy. By far the richest guy we've ever talked to. And uh, you would never know it. As down to earth as they come, he was interested in us. He was engaged with us. He was very gracious, very, very smart, very entertaining. Uh, Just an incredible story of a guy who uh, pioneered an entire new sport when you think about it. How weird is that? Coming up with a sport. You know, like, sports are pretty much locked in. It's like, you know, the the Iroquois invented, like, lacrosse, right? People, like, 900 years ago invented baseball. Football, basketball, all relatively new. But we've been locked in. Like, these are the sports. And Dana White just came along and was like, nah, we're going to do a new one. He's like a modern-day James Naismith or Abner Doubleday. Right. Which is like, you might as well be George Washington. Yeah, those guys just, they don't don't, don't happen in modern day anymore. We're, We're already set. Nah, he pioneered an entire new industry, an entire new game, an entire new, uh, you know, tweak on boxing, and he has reaped the benefits of it and got paid to do so. So Dana White on Clancy and the Rockets, give it a listen. I feel like if you, if they're dressed as Santa, you should be allowed to sit on their lap. Dana White now joins us. What's going on, man? Yes, here. Kevin. Nice to meet you. I'm Casey. We got Dana White rolling through, uh, which is pretty fucking awesome, man. It's uh, it's a big drop in for us to just be like, oh yeah, hey, like one of the most important people in all the fucking sports is here. Okay, sure. What's going on, man? How are you? You just wrapped up with PMT. Yes, they put you through the ringer. I've been been making the rounds. Yeah, it was funny. Those guys are good. Is this your first trip to Barstool? 
Yes, it's my first. I've never been to the office here. I've done some stuff out in the streets with you guys, but never here. What do you think of the office? It's awesome. It's nice and congested. Yeah, there, <laughs> there you go. There's exactly. literally people on top of people in yeah. here. Have you tried to go to the bathroom yet? I did. Oh, okay. Well, did I, you I have like to wait the, in line? No, but I like the uh, the uh, are you hydrated sign in there. It's, <laughs> it's pretty funny. That's that's a unique one. I've never seen that one before. A lot of shit has gone on in that bathroom, literally, figuratively, and everything in between, man. Who's eating the Stouffer's? Yeah, this is disgusting. It's Welsh disgusting. Rare bit. It's just a, a cheese sauce that, like, I don't know what that's about. I don't know. I hope I'm not eating that one. I don't know what Welsh <laughs> rabbit is. It's a cheese sauce. It's oh, also oh, just like oh, a was, frozen was, box. Like when I sat down in radio, I was like, I've seen a lot of weird shit in this room, but a frozen dinner just sitting right in front of my, my microphone is that, strange. That's a uh, completely Jack. frozen. That's a Ken Jack and uh, LCP sort of thing. So they're, they're weirdos. This place, I mean, is just filled with with idiots and, and huge <laughs> personalities, and it's just always a circus, which I, I think the UFC is. That times a trillion. <laughs> uh, I, I yes, you have your work it's a cut shit out for show, you, brother. It's yeah. a shit show. Yeah. I mean, How do you manage all those personalities? Uh, you know, it's a good question. That is exactly what I do. You know, I deal with all these different egos and and, and personalities and people. You know, outside of, of business, they have all these personal problems and all this stuff. It's 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 definitely uh, not boring. Every day, there's something going on. Every day. The latest is this uh, show at the Barclays, right? Yep. Uh, so that's fight night. Uh, it's our first ESPN fight. Right. So this Saturday is our last ever Fox fight. We're on big Fox this Saturday and it's the end of our seven year relationship, which has been amazing. Fox has been incredible to us. Um, without Fox, there is no ESPN. Um, and then, and then, and then we, Jan one, we start our, uh, the worldwide leader. Yeah, the mothership. That's right. The mothership. That's right. Uh, is that, um, is like the world ready for that? I mean, Fox is, is similar, but I, I feel like, you know, as much as it's gone mainstream, there are still people who are shocked by some of the antics, some of the violence, some of the all the shit that I think makes it fucking awesome. Right. I think is the world ready for it on a mainstream level where it's in every household and on a channel like ESPN? Yeah, I think so. Here, I'm gonna, I, I played I played a message for them. And there, I'm going to play it for you guys, too. Because what I like about you is you let it fly. I mean, and we'll get into the De La Hoya stuff we, we, in a moment. But, we, we, you know, we, we, I also we, don't ever want to <laughs> see anybody at UFC curtailing what they do because of of whoever you're partnering with. When you get to this level right here, you, you, you know, you, you, you got to figure you're pretty mainstream. Hi, Mr. White. This is Molly Michael calling from President Trump's office. Oh! The president was hoping to reach you by phone when you're available. <laughs> Holy I mean, so, that's, that's a flex. That's, that's a big that's Kate, a Kate fucking said she flex. She wearing backpacks because she didn't want to cover her ass. I thought that was that's a big flex, flex yeah. on the show today. So he called me Tuesday and could not stop talking about the fight that we just did on Saturday. Shit. He said, That's the greatest fight I've ever seen in my life. Uh, Holloway and Ortega are unbelievable, you know, and just going through the card for like 15 minutes. He was just. So How pumped about, that? about the fight on so, Saturday. So I mean, I can tell that that kind of gets that gets you going. I was because I was wondering at this point with the people you're interacting and the amount of money you guys have made and the way you've kind of captivated the world. Like, what else can can what else is there? But I feel like the there's there's one States, for you. Yeah. The president just, calling you up. It's just you know people will ask me. You know, are you doing too many fights? Is there this? Is there that? We haven't even reached anywhere near. You know, the pinnacle of where this over the next five years on this ESPN deal, wait and see what we do. ESPN, the stuff that these guys are coming at me with, nobody's ever done. You know, the, just the launch, the launch for this thing, the money they're spending and and the creativity and all, all the things. It's, it's incredible. So 
Believe me, in five years, I'll be talking to you guys, and you guys are going to be like, holy shit. <laughs> you were already like that. I, yeah. <laughs> you were, you were right. That's a crazy thought because it feels that way already. You're talking like in five years stuff. Uh, do you ever think about boxing? Like, do you ever care? Yeah, do yeah, you ever, yeah. Do you? No, I'm Because, like, I was thinking about it the other day. They had, you know, a big fight, Wilder Fury, and I wanted to watch it. I, I was gassed up get, leading up to it Saturday night, and I kind of just forgot. Right. And then it didn't affect my, my world at all. Right. Like, if I miss a UFC, if I miss a big UFC fight, it's something that's talked about for a week, two weeks, a long time. Wilder Fury was talked about for the uh, night. I mean, day, I, I did see it and I was very ready to talk about it and I thought it was awesome. It was a great but fight. Then, but, but you're right. Like, if it wasn't integral to like the, the day on radio or the day here at the blog. Whereas, I mean, obviously things with Connor and Gabib and all that stuff is like, you can't turn a corner without talking about it. So I think you're right. The boxing world is like, I just do you think you've passed it by. Well, the you thing is you, you, you guys are part of this younger generation that, you know, MMA is, let's be honest, it's way more exciting than boxing. Right. I mean, Absolutely. you watch a fight, kick, punch, elbow, knee, go to the ground, submissions, all the things that can happen. And, and uh, it's just, it's a timing thing. I think that mixed martial arts in the UFC is the perfect sport for this generation. Yeah. This generation. Yeah, it's interesting you say that because so Dave is uh, the founder here. Is he loves the sweet science? He always talks about the fucking sweet science, mm-hmm. and and to him, like nothing will ever beat the classic uh, appeal of boxing. Or you right. know, MMA is kind of this new age thing. He likes MMA, but he'll to him, you know, a good boxing match is always the pinnacle of like combat sports. Whereas someone like myself, I'm I'm a casual fan. I just want to see fireworks i want to see right. i want it to be entertaining whereas you know that's why i don't want to watch a mayweather fight i don't really care about the, the technical aspects i don't want it to go to the cards i want to just see entertaining combat yeah. sports and that's where i feel like mma just leans into that i agree it's it's definitely a, a younger generation thing and i think that if your founder went to a live event i'm telling you right now and, and, and i know this this sounds completely arrogant but we're the best live event in all of sports you go people who Big go claim. to Big NFL claim. games, yeah. college football, basketball, all this stuff. There's nothing like going to a UFC event. A UFC I event mean, live is ridiculous. In the 18 year history of this company, I've never had a television executive, a sponsor, whatever it might be, come to an event and leave going, yeah, I don't ever want to come to one of these again. Right. Uh, that was no. a snooze. Yeah, yeah like they're definitely <laughs> not going right. to be boring. Uh, yeah. yeah. Are you, have, you, um, have you heard of what we're doing at all the Rough and Rowdy? They, they just told me yeah. next door. They were just mean, telling me about it. It, it is. It, it's, it's, I mean, we actually hope that it one day grows to be a little more legitimate, but in the way of when MMA, when UFC started and it was kind of in its infancy and kind of a, a shit show, and obviously you guys have matured and, and, and into a real sport, we are still maintaining that shit show aspect where it is. But even that has an element of like, you're just watching two people beat the hell out of each other and there's charisma and there's antics and it's like, that is probably the purest form of entertainment there is and you guys just do it better than anybody. Thank you. <laughs> I agree, and yeah. thank you. <laughs> but, but, we're, but we're talking about, like, the boxing stuff. We talked about this on the radio the other day. Like, I grew up, my dad liked boxing. The last fight that I was really hyped up for was the Mayweather-Pacquiao fight, and it was so fucking boring that I was like, I don't, like, oh, I'm going to just keep watching UFC. And obviously the Mayweather-McGregor fight blended that, so it's like a bunch of different fans coming together. But as the young fans now, it's like boxing's not what it used to be, so why would we watch it anymore? And you're so right. And And the big problem is, there's a lot of problems with boxing, but the big problem is, when I put on a fight, right, let's say I make the best matchup you could ever dream of, right, I, there's no guarantee that that fight's going to be great. Mm-hmm. It's like the Super Bowl. You can't, you can't guarantee the Super Bowl is the best football game you ever saw. It just 
you can't. So I stack the card from top to bottom with great fights, with great fights and great fighters. And what I'm selling is, first of all, I'm competing with you guys uh, Saturday nights, right? Your husband, your boyfriend, whatever it is. You guys are probably all my single girls, yeah. (laughs) All your single friends, whatever it might be. You guys, girlfriends, wives, whatever it is. There could be a movie. You got to take her to a restaurant. There could be this and that. I compete with that every Saturday. Okay. okay? So I need to put together a card that makes you want to stay home and watch the fights, right? Then when you do, I need to make sure that you have two or three holy shit moments, all right, where you jump out of your seat with all your friends that are there and go, holy shit, that just happened. And everybody, there's that energy when crazy things happen, right? I have to get you two or three of those for you to walk away from Saturday night going, it was worth it that we stayed home and watched this. Exactly like what she said. In boxing, they put together this fight and it sucks. And now you're pissed and you're like, I just wasted my Saturday night. I'm not doing this again. Wasting my money. Waste I, I was time. just going to ask you, like, what gets you out of bed? Who do you who do you compete against? Because I don't think you compete against boxing. I think you're past them. I don't think you have an equal as it stands. And that's a fucking awesome answer. To be like, I compete. I'm competing against everybody yeah. else. Yeah. Exactly. Like, that's like Netflix. Against life. Netflix yeah. says we're competing against sleep. Right. That's, that's, <laughs> that's the only people who can beat us is Netflix. People want to go to bed. Right. They, all, you got you got Netflix. You got fucking so true. the entertainment industry, yep. movies, sports, family. New movie comes You're out. You're competing you know. against but my it's... fucking wife. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. It's true. Exactly. It's true. And she will dictate what you're doing Saturday night 100%. You know, yeah. uh, you know, I would imagine it's much more exciting than most people's wives. <laughs> yeah. That's not much competition. <laughs> but what I mean, what ultimately I think uh, the, the battle is always going to come down to is is you're stacking the cards, right? You're the orchestrator. But. It's the guys in the ring who they feel like they're the ones bringing the and they the do excitement. And right? They do listen. And it's 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 a partnership. I'm the bells and whistles guy. I go out and tell you why you got to watch this fight on Saturday. This that, 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 and I put the fights together and I try to make sure that they're great fights. Soon as that door closes on the octagon, I lose all control. <laughs> it's up to the fighters to deliver. And these athletes that fight in the UFC have been delivering for 18 years. It it just. It's it's the perfect partnership. Do you feel like everybody kind of uh, eventually outgrows it though? I mean, obviously, like as Connor got bigger, he was kind of like, I'm I'm you know I'm the draw, and there's always kind of going to be this power yeah. struggle. I feel like as long as the fighter and you and and management can maintain a partnership, it's all good. But as soon as that's thrown out of balance, I think is when you run into problems, right? Like we talked about earlier, my my, my job is to maintain egos, personalities, all these other things. But at the end of the day, I have 550 fighters under contract. And I need to keep people happy. It's impossible to make everybody happy. It's not possible to do, but that's what we try to do. So as long as you try your best to keep people happy, um, you know, continue to run the business and, and, and keep everything. It is what it is. It's a, very, it's a very unique set of skills to handle, you know, Liam Neeson Uh-oh. over here. Yeah, it's, 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 it's not like Liam Neeson for sure. But he, like, so with Connor, because obviously he almost supersedes, like, people who, who don't know a whole bunch about UFC know who Connor McGregor is. And then right. they, he brings people into the UFC and people fall in love with it. Right. With him, is containing his personality harder than everybody else right now? Or is that, I mean, well, hey, does Connor have a big ego? Yeah, right. How big is Connor's ego? Well, listen, he, he, he has. You know, is Connor hard to deal with here and there? Yeah, but he's worth it. Oh yeah, he's worth it. <laughs> you know say, what I mean? Whatever trouble he causes you, brother. And, like... and the biggest problem, if you if if people ask me, what's the biggest problem you have with Connor? It's not showing up on time. Uh, other than that, Connor's incredible. Connor's a fun guy to be around. He's hilarious. You know, um, he he's a great fighter. He's fun to watch. If the guy showed up on time. <laughs> 
He'd literally be perfect. Be <laughs> I, mean, I got to be honest, though. I'm going to stick up for my guy Connor here. That's not, it doesn't seem like, out of all the problems you could have with a fighter, I feel like timeliness right. is probably the best one you right? would want to have. Well, also, like, showing up I'm on gonna, time. I'm going to yeah. tell you, tell you <laughs> it's why hard. it's not, though. When we do these press conferences, you know, we're a global sport. Mm-hmm. We're on television networks all over the world that are taking this press conference. Right. And so they're, they're, they're alive. They're ready to right. go. And if he doesn't show up for another 30 minutes. You better have some more bells and whistles, bro. It's a bro. problem. Yeah. yeah. You better have a nice coat showing up. Yeah. You, gotta, you better throw a chair dance. or something. Yeah. So you, we, we got to fill this time and, and not only fill the time, but keep people interested and, and get them willing to stick around. Right. Which is tough to do these days yeah. with. The phone and the friggin' this and uh, you, you know. got three. Right yeah, that's what we're doing. He's got a stack of. I phones. noticed that earlier. Took it out. I was like, "Damn, I thought two phones was a flex. He's got three. I, 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 I believe me, my, my balls have been busted thoroughly by the guys in the other <laughs> room. <Sure. laughs> yeah, PMT sees three iPhones on a table. They ain't letting that one slide. Oh, no, that was a I'm, five I, minute conversation. I'm also not gonna let you slide on post Connor and and uh, Habib fight where you're like. This is bad for the sport, guys. I don't want to see this. Get the fuck out of here. I mean, I know what you mean, but also, come It was on. awesome. So think about this, okay? I'm on the biggest stage we've ever been on. One of the biggest pay-per-views ever. Top five. One mm-hmm. of the top five biggest pay-per-views ever. Not in my sport, in any sport, right? And we already had the incident with the, with the bus here in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. right? Now... We're in a situation where our live events, I told you, are, are incredible. I'll put it up against anybody in sports. And we got celebrities, wealthy people, all these people show up to the fight. What you don't ever want to happen is for people that pay big money for your tickets, fly to Vegas, get hotel rooms and all this stuff to not feel safe. Yeah. That Fair. is never good for anybody's business. No, well, okay. The thing that was good, we had this thing contained in under 40 seconds, right? Nobody got hurt. It never spilled over. But the governor of Nevada was there. You know, yeah, big you celebrities, government people rich people, <laughs> you know, all these people. It's not good. No, but here's it's the thing. Bad. It was, that was a scary moment for how many, a few thousand people. Right. But, but you know, you know who but, didn't feel. And, you know, you know who was not in danger at all. A billion people at home, right. Who were like, "This is awesome." Right. So I totally understand what you're saying. You know, and of course, I to- you can't have people paying money. And, and I totally understand hurt, what but- you're saying, but it's not good. We're coming off. First of all, John Jones and Cormier get into a fist fight in the lobby of the MGM Grand. Okay. Awesome. Conor McGregor, not awesome. He just loves the drama. Agree to disagree. <laughs> we're gonna have to agree to disagree, Dana. People, people from <laughs> Iowa are checking in at the front desk while these two monsters are fighting. And, and it's a big scuffle. Nothing is fun about that no, to I people that are there checking yeah, in, okay? Yeah, yeah. Then Conor McGregor throws monster cans out into the crowd at a press conference. He got sued for that. A guy got hit in the back. Not good. Listen, throw <laughs> Poland Spring plastic water bottles. Don't throw full monster cans. energy cans, okay? The size of somebody's head. Bad. But, but Bad. it does bring attention to the UFC in a in a nice way for, for entertainment purposes. Then him and a bunch of his goons <laughs> attack the bus at, at, at Brooklyn. Fighters get injured. They fall off the card. My staff is in the middle of this. Some of those guys got hurt. Bad. bad. This is bad, guys. Okay? I, I feel so like we, you we are. What you're saying. We, we contain totally this whole thing, it. and we want the biggest event, biggest stage ever. It's the greatest fight in the world. 
Habib jumps over the top of the cage and goes after one of his guys. Enough. Enough uh, is yeah. enough. I don't you know need I don't though? need this much promotion. Money. We're good. Yeah, come on. We already sold the fight. We're already entertaining. We don't need that shit. But I, I mean, I, I again, I'm not, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but as a casual fan, I that the fight was the fight. That ramped me up for the for the rematch. That ramped me you. up for the future. That and, ramped me up. Now I I, I mean I knew Connor. Now I want to see uh, all Habib. of Khabib say. Yep. You know, like that to me was as good a promotion as you're ever gonna get. And you're not wrong. But here's the problem. The problem is all the behind the scenes trouble that goes. The governor called me the next day on a Sunday. I've had two calls from the governor in 18 years. Yeah. Don't want that. Neither were good. Neither were good. Yeah, what was the first? Okay. The first was I was bad-mouthing the uh, Nevada State Athletic Commission. Mm, Can't do that. And I got the call from the governor the next day. They're appointed by the (laughs) governor. Bingo. Um, So then the Nevada State Athletic Commission, which is the government, oversees us, and they're not happy about it. Now, both of these guys are on suspension until January when the hearing comes. They will be suspended again. And there will be fines. Mm. How is that good for my business? That's bad for my business. Mm-hmm. That's bad. I, I can't that. do anything with these guys. I'm a guy. So, so, but, but you just I mean, said I got two of the hottest guys in the world right now because that just happened. But the problem is I can't fight either one of them because they're on suspension by the government. For how long are you suspended? I don't know. What if it's a year? That would suck. That hurts. Uh, yeah, yeah, that but would, even that, that is like, like, there's oh, nothing imminent. Not, oh, no, I'm just saying. Like, I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm a future guy. Think yeah. about it. Yeah. Think it's about it in five years when you can use that in hype up videos. You like Terry O'Reilly. Terry O'Reilly jumping in the crowd. You, you see that? Are nuts. I'm like, I'm ready for a hockey game. So, this is, first of all, professional athletes, especially fighters, have a very small window of opportunity. Sitting guys out for a year, they make no money. I make no money. You know, it, 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 it's yeah, just but a guess trickle what? down effect. Nevada ain't making money either, so they're not going to suspend you for a year, but, bro. But in our fight, but we don't just fight in Nevada; we fight everywhere. Yeah. That doesn't mean Nevada's getting this fight, mm-hmm. right? And in our sport, they fight three times a year. So, so yeah, I you lose miss out on three fights. I lose. Yeah. I McGregor lose six fights. fights. Yeah. Right, right. I lose six fights there because McGregor and Habib could both fight all these guys in the top five until they get to each other. There's a lot of things I could do that I cannot do because he jumped over the octagon. He doesn't jump over the octagon. We'd be talking about who they're fighting next right now. Right? right? That'd be nice. That's true. Yeah. Uh, hey, you're a good salesman. Uh, I, no, yeah, you knew that before you came in here, but you I'm with you. Are, you have... You got this routine mastered. Oh my I get God. it. I get it. Oh it's very God. convincing. It's very convincing. I still don't believe a you word know, you're saying. Do you know why you're convinced? Because they're facts. <laughs> what are your thoughts on uh, Vince McMahon and WWF wrestling? I mean, uh, obviously, real versus fake is, is a huge element. But as far as the showmanships and the promo, yeah. I, I still think to this day, like the WWF Attitude Era and Vince McMahon at his peak, I feel like nobody's ever done it better. Listen, if you look at this guy, he's a visionary. He, he's a pioneer. You know, he, the, the, the guy is, is brilliant. He built the pay-per-view industry. And then he dove in first into the digital Right. And is, and is yeah, doing he's, the digital he's always now. ahead of the curve, yeah. And, and here's the thing, and this isn't a knock, okay, because everybody always thinks, uh, look what he's selling. Oh, that's a knock. Look what that's he's selling. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's people going on the mic and, and all this stuff. And, and when you watch it, people eat it up and love it. They love it. They eat it up. And, 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 and him and his family are writing these scripts. They're the mm. ones that are doing all of this stuff. It, it's brilliant. Nothing but respect for him. And uh, 
I mean, you when, said when, you when, said that you're more bells. You're you know you're the bells and whistles. Yep. Do you think of yourself more as Goodell or more as Vince McMahon these days? I'm I'm a little bit of everything. You know, um, I don't write scripts though. Right, that right. I don't no, do. But uh, you know, in this business, there's so many different pieces and parts to this business, and and I'm involved in all of them. I mean, uh, from the production to the uh, making of the fights, uh, posters, you know, every little thing you see, I'm involved in. It's a lot. Yeah. I'll tell you what lot. Vince did, though. Vince used to get in the ring. So uh, <laughs> when, when, when are you going to step in the octagon? I, I would, too, if we could write scripts. <laughs> I'm, yeah. not, I'm not messing with any of these people without a script. A great call. Yeah. Vince knew what was coming. <laughs> step step in, the B, in the ring with Habib being like, you're going to stay on the script, though, right? But yeah, exactly. good luck with that yeah. one. Man. Right. And then I pin you, Habib. <laughs> Please don't jump into the crowd after that, either. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you know how long... Habib's dad said his punishment's going to be worse than anything you guys yeah. in Nevada give you. I, I would let, I would let him, that's going to be? I'd let him handle it. Yeah, well, well we don't. We, we won't handle it. Nevada's going to handle it. Right. We're, we're, so we're overseen by the Nevada State Athletic Commission, California, you know, New York, wherever we go. And the commission are the ones who hand down, you know, these judgments, penalties, whatever you want to call them. And we're all sitting on the sidelines right now waiting to see what happens. What if Habib's dad says one year? No, five years. Uh-oh. If his dad says five yeah. years, there's no way his dad says well, that. He said it's going to be worse than theirs. His dad seemed yeah. very upset. He, yeah, he did. But I think he meant like his dad was going to whoop his ass. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm sure that's what he yeah. meant. But let's say it was five years. You go take out M- his dad. Maybe Habib got home and was grounded for like three weeks or something. <laughs> yeah, there's no way he's not letting him fight for five years. That'd be crazy. Uh, your thoughts on, I think, the only other person who has benefited... Uh, you, I, you have benefited the most, but I, I feel like Joe Rogan's career kind of coincided so perfectly with the uh, rise of like podcasting and MMA right. and, and he was and comedy and yeah. And comedy. And he, I mean, he was a broadcaster because he just liked the sport when it was new. And I mean, to me, that's going to be one of the greatest tales of timing and, and just like the evolution of sport and media. He was not, not to say he's not talented, but he was also right place, right oh, time, perfect person for when, it. When and you talk about talent, he's the best ever. Yeah. He's the best ever. And, and, and part of the reason that we have grown well, we so have a podcast fast. Too, so. <laughs> part of the reason we've grown so fast is because Rogan's ability to walk you through what's going on mm. while it's happening. He's, he's brilliant. He's so good. And he's so passionate about the sport. You feel when you're watching, this isn't a guy that's just there for the paycheck. This is a guy that loves this stuff. He'd be there if there wasn't a paycheck. His passion, we didn't pay Rogan the first 12 events that he worked. He did them for free. Wow. Wow. The first 12 he did for free. And what Rogan was also brilliant at is, you know, he lined up. So let's say we're in New York for a fight this week. He'll do two shows on Friday night and sells out. He has to be one of the best-selling comics in comedy. Yeah, no doubt. You know, yeah. I, I, I would love to see who sells more tickets than Joe Rogan. I, I bet there's, very, like, Kevin Hart. And, yeah, it's like the, the you know t- what I mean? tippy top Ex- Exactly. Like Super comedy. A-list, yeah. yeah. And, and, and the guy has gone around the world doing his comedy and selling out events for the last however many years that he is, signed with us. Is he, so he's an employee? Does he have a piece of the action? He's or not he, an employee, he... but he, he's, he's, a, uh, he's a contractor. You know what right, I mean? He's, yeah. he's, he, he's one of the... Uh, but he, he's more than that to us. Of I mean, course, Joe Rogan yeah. is. Uh, he's he's Tony Romo before Tony Romo to me. 
Because like everyone loves Romo. He's so excited. He's so passionate about the game. He, but he breaks down the X's and O's to a point where even an idiot can understand it. And Rogan, exactly. I, don't, I don't know you see right. that well. But like when I'm listening to Rogan do it, I'm you like, get okay, it. I get yeah. what's happening. And there's here. like a he's charm factor too. Like yeah. it's like he's explaining it to you. You understand and it. But there's like charming and yeah, you know he's that like he actually teacher, loves it. Like, this is what yeah. I have to do. He's like he's as jacked up as the fighters. It's true. There. He's he's passionate. He's knowledgeable. And like you said, he can break it down for for you know the biggest dummies watching the show. I mean. And, I said me, but you can use yeah. your words dummies. Yeah, and, and he, he, he's got the great voice for it, too. Mm-hmm. His voice is, is, is great. And it helps when it's like a celebrity in its own right. You yeah. know, it's like he is not as much of a draw as the fighters, but in some ways he kind of is. Where he it's is. Like, he's he a constant. Is. And he's a constant. Yeah, you know you're going to get Joe Rogan. Did you ever, right. as a, just a businessman, were you... Like, do you have your hands in anything else outside of UFC? Was, did you put all your eggs in the UFC basket? Yeah, or no. Or were you, um, you know, trying out a whole bunch of different things? Entrepreneur, yeah. this, that, and this has happened to be the one that hit. I'm involved in a lot of different businesses, yeah. Uh, so my old partner's the Fertitta Brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're, we're so close even through all the stuff that goes on, you know, with the UFC and everything. And then we sold. Those two moved on. I stayed. Um, but me and the Fertitta Brothers own... A lot of different businesses together, yeah. That's nice. That's yeah, that, yeah, that's, that's, that's not a bad position to be how in. Many, how many does De La Hoya own? Ooh. Ooh. How, how many what? How many does De La Hoya own? How, how many businesses yeah, does he own? Oh, well, look, look, look at his amazing MMA franchise that he's <laughs> running right now. It's, he's killing it, so brilliant businessman. You were pulling no punches that, on Oscar. That dummy can barely put a sentence together. <laughs> Kidding me? <laughs> I mean, you, I'm here you, for this beef. I yeah. love. I, I just heard him say on TMZ that he kicked my ass and and the ring. It makes sense. This guy likes to see 50 year olds fight, so uh, <laughs> it makes sense that he that's the fight he would want to do. The, uh, the you next, dropped the facts next, on him as far as straight numbers. I mean, he was. I mean, just dead ass but, wrong with everything he was saying. Listen, if if you're sitting around with your friends, right, and and you want to lie about a bunch of things and just lie to them, that's one thing. You go on ESPN and start lying, that's a whole nother level. Yeah. You know, I, I have numbers for days. I've been doing this for 18 years. I know this business and your business better than you do, all right? And if you want to go toe-to-toe with me and talk about numbers and what people are being paid and everything else, you know, he was saying that he paid, uh, he pays fighters better and all this stuff. If you, if you take out the main event and the co-main event, right, the last fight he just did, he paid the rest of the fighters $95,000. The rest of the fighters on our cards uh, make $1.2 million. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Okay? Not very close. Yeah, not comparable. And the, and the list goes on and on of just stupid shit that he said and absolute bold-faced lies. So do you think he's just like, I'm just, he's just trying to grab some market share, stir the pot, or do you think he actually believes this shit? No, I just think he's really stupid. <laughs> I, th- I think he's a really dumb human being. And he went out there, it. and th- the guy has no shame. It's like the guy. That's so, helpful, though. It's so, actually so, nice to have no shame sometimes. Right. I'm a guy with shame. And I often think, like, God, if, I didn't give a fuck. It'd be nice to just say whatever the fuck right. I want. Exactly. Not care, sound stupid. That's it. Whatever. That's it. it I, mean, I can just say anything. Uh, you know, I think the UFC is worth ten trillion dollars, and uh, <laughs> you know, I, I talked to some people. They told me, and uh, all Might the fighters want to do this and that. <laughs> <laughs> that is not a fact. I was being. I was joking. I don't want that to come back on me, but. You know, it, it just this this guy is is, is unbelievable. He, he he goes out and just says things that aren't true. You know that he. I called Chuck Liddell yesterday, and uh, I said, "Listen, man, you know I love you, 
but I'm coming guns a blazing on this thing, whatever he, and, and Chuck goes, I've been waiting for this call. <laughs> he said, he said, I've been listening to the stuff that De La Hoya is saying. And I'm like, wow, what's Dana going to say? Dana's, right. Dana's coming back soon. And, and Chuck told me, I said, you tell me right now, did you make as mu- uh, more money in, or even close to as much money there as you made in the UFC? He said, no, it's an absolute lie. He also said, they're the most disorganized, unprofessional people he's ever worked with. He said, I've been, I, I, I was with the UFC most of my career, so that's how I thought things were supposed to be, and that obviously wasn't how it was. Um, did, did you get a good there. belly laugh when they said that fight was going to get 200000 Yeah, that's, it's just it's crazy. But <laughs> he, here's the thing, and, and not in any defense to Oscar because he's an idiot, but <laughs> um, you, know, I, you have to consider the source. He's... Oscar De La Hoya is Elon Musk compared to Tito Ortiz, okay? Tito Ortiz is one of the dumbest creatures walking the face of the earth right now, okay? If you take all living things and put them in a barrel, Tito's the dumbest out of everything, okay? This is the guy who's given him most of this information. This is the guy who's given him most of the information. I would have to assume, unless Oscar De La Hoya is, is just crazier than i thought and i think he's a complete fucking nut okay <laughs> a dynamic duo there either way oh huh? yeah the blind oh the yeah blind. tag team champions of the world dumb and dumber the wonder twins those two are like oh my god yeah so you know you, you got to consider both sources the, both the guys you're dealing with let me just ask you this before uh, you get going because i know you're a busy guy uh do you think that there do you will you just kind of accept that there it might be a ceiling to how far this can reach. Like, do you think you're ever going to get, like, my mom, who, you know, like, the, 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 the last person you think would ever take interest in, whether it be too violent or too crazy or too late at night or too much money or whatever, or are you like, we can conquer this whole thing? The way that, you know, my mom will know Michael Jordan and she'll know right. mainstream sports. Will she ever but she know not, But the... she, she might know Michael Jordan, but is she going to watch a Michael Jordan basketball game? Right. So he, 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 this is my philosophy. It's always been this way since day one, you know, uh, I don't care what color you are, what country you come from, what language you speak. We're all human beings. Fighting's in our DNA. Mm-hmm. We, we just get it and we like it. If a fight broke out in there right now, we would stop talking on the radio to run out and see what was going on. And we'd watch the fight. World and then we, then we would come back in here and we'd talk about it for 30 minutes. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> it's just human nature. If you're in a restaurant and Mike Tyson walks in, the whole place goes, yeah, holy shit. Mike Tyson, and, and we have this thing where, like, this guy could kick everybody's ass in this room right now. We're, we're infatuated by that. We, we have been since the beginning of time, and we will be till the end of time. Now, as technology continues to change, right? You know, I, I, 10 years ago, I had to deal with DirecTV, um, in-demand pay-per-view, Dish Network, uh, a television network, and all this stuff. Digital? Digital works everywhere. Now, if I wanted, I had deals with all these guys that I just mentioned here in the United States. I'd have to go to England and here and there and do all these different television deals. Digital, I pop this thing on and it streams to the world. Anybody who wants to watch it, any time zone, anywhere in the world can tune in. Oh, and by the way, you could tune in on your phone too or on your iPad or through your Xbox or whatever it is, right? Think about that. So if you get the right fight, with the right people at the right time, like like Mayweather and, and, and McGregor, yeah. mm-hmm. the whole world wants to see that fight. And if you get out and you can sell it and you can do what you do as good as we do it, 
So right now, the biggest pay-per-view buy, Showtime guys are a bunch of liars. I don't believe anything they say. Um, they, uh, they're claiming they have the highest pay-per-view, and they, they were our partners on the Mayweather thing. I believe we beat that fight. Um, either way, we're number one or number two all time, and it's four-point-something million, okay, is, is, is the ceiling. The highest one ever done. So the question is, now with digital, as we open up the rest of the world, what's the number? Is it, yeah, I mean, relatively speaking, four million is nothing compared to the exactly. rest of the world. So exactly. I mean, the sky's the is limit. Is it six? Yeah. Is it eight? Is it ten million? Is it twenty million? Think about this: we're opening a performance institute right now in China, that's three times Jeez. bigger than the one in Vegas. What if we get a Chinese world champion? Yikes! How many wow. people that's are going to tune in? Get that Asian yeah, yeah. money. Let's go. <laughs> How about this? We're massive right now in India. Imagine if we ended up with a, you know, they have a billion people too. You end up with a champion who's Indian because we have this thing. When somebody looks like us, talks like us, and comes from where we come from, and they're the baddest motherfucker on earth, everybody gets (laughs) behind us. I'm a smidge Irish. I've never even been there, but I'm like, oh, McGregor's my my guy. (laughs) that's, That's my thing. People always ask me why McGregor is so big. First of all, He's got the everything. He's yeah, he, you know, the swagger, he's, the, right? the attitude, yeah. But he's Irish. Mm-hmm. Right. Everybody thinks they're Irish. <laughs> oh, for the record, I, just, <laughs> I feel like I'm more Irish now because I watch Conor McGregor. Like, that's the thing. I was like, I got a little bit, but now I've got way more. To the Irish, we're not Irish. But to us, we're Irish. Our thing is... Absolutely. Oh, yeah. If you ever saw an Irish movie... I saw Boondock Saints. You put a shamrock on the back Then Think about this. St. Paddy's Day. St. Paddy's Day. There are celebrations all over the United States. And... And they're huge. Everybody does the St. Patrick's Day. Let's get a Kiss rematch me, I'm Irish, on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, Give uh, me a little McGregor, Habib on St. Pat's Day. Let's watch the world burn you down. You can't do St. Patty's Day because everybody's <laughs> out drinking. Out. Yeah, yeah, everybody's out drinking and all that stuff. But you can do it around yeah. St. Patty's Day leading up. That, absolutely. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's about finding these, you know, these ethnic champions that resonate in their home country. Or when you have a country behind you or an entire, you know, World Cup, US, the Olympics. Like, it yeah. We always say with hockey, soccer, like we're not really big on big hockey fan, but like it doesn't matter who's playing. If you put like national the jersey on, behind it's it, like, yeah. we're all jacked it's, up. It's, it's the like, World Cup factor. I'll get up at 6 a.m. to watch a hockey game if we're playing Russia. Right. So it's the World Cup. You see it every four years. It happens. Yeah. So the answer to it. your question. So with what I just told you, now think about this. When you do those type of fights and it gets so big, what happens is it starts to spill over to people that don't normally watch, right? Mm-hmm. right? And, and it's the, it becomes the water cooler talk at work, and, and, and it's on every news station. It's everywhere. You can't get away from it. That's when your mom says, wow, this, this, this Conor McGregor fight is happening on yeah, Saturday. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying she's going to watch it, but, she's but gonna she know knows about it. About yeah, it. She's right. know. And when you get to that level with a fight, Forget about it. You're going to kill it. And how much of that? I mean, I know we saw it already with the Mayweather-McGregor stuff, but I mean, that kind of crossover. Are we going to see that stuff again? Because, I mean, that that to me did catch a whole new audience that had mm-hmm. never seen Conor fight before. They were going to watch him fight that night. Listen, everybody and their mother is trying to get into this sport right now. We were talking about it earlier, right? Um, if we could do that fight, t- that type of fight every weekend, this is all anybody would do. Everybody would <laughs> be trying to get into the fight business. Those fights happen every once in a while. You know, and what you do is you keep cranking, 
You keep looking for young, up-and-coming talent. You keep putting on the best against the best, and eventually these things get to a point where one of those type of fights builds. And, and it, you can't and really fabricate those, right? Exactly. You let it unfold. They have to. Although, listen, if I'm you and I'm doing the bells and whistles, I am finding a, a, a Chinese fighter and an Indian fighter, and we're putting them together until one of them wins the belt. Right? Yeah. <laughs> that, uh, that, listen, that's the next step. Yeah. I'm right now. We just broke ground a couple months ago. We're building a performance center in Asia, right, in Shanghai. To, to start bringing in Asian Final talent. Home, yep. Believe me, I'm on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. We appreciate it. We got to hit a break now. It's Dana White. So the uh, December 14th will be the first uh, ESPN fight. Is that what it was? Is that the date? December 14th. No, January 19th. January 19th. I don't know, January yeah. 19th on ESPN. All right. Uh, be on the lookout for that. And we appreciate your time. Thank you, man. Thanks for having Thanks, me. Dana. We wrapped up the week uh, on Glancing the Rockets doing our recap of our Christmas party. The Barstool holiday party was last Thursday. Oh, should we start this show? Yeah, I'm down. Just buying a car in Carvana first. Oh, for real? Yeah, it's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. Ooh, that's helpful. And now just customizing my down and monthly payments. Ooh, that's a very fair deal. Yep. Boom. Just bought a car. And you get to take me to the Carvana vending machine in a couple days to pick it up. Ooh. I'm kind of busy. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Yo, next round is about to start. You ready? Yeah, yeah, just shopping for a car in Carvana. For real? Yeah, Carvana makes it super convenient to shop whenever, wherever. For real? That's a ton of car options. Yep, and these are all within my price range. For really real? You can afford that? Yeah, with Carvana. And boom, just like that, I'm getting it delivered in a couple days. For really, really real? You just bought a car. For real, and you just lost. My turn. Visit Carvana.com to shop for thousands of vehicles under $20,000. We wrapped up uh, talking about the holiday party. Who, who got a little nuts? Who crossed some lines? Because there's always somebody at the holiday parties. We had a uh, live ball-in-cup league sanctioned championship bout uh, when you got to witness history and greatness. We talked about how long should it take for a girl to come? I'll believe, uh, you won't believe it, but guys and girls, they disagree on this one. Like cats and dogs, we fought all week. It, it spilled over to the holiday party. It was the rocket versus every single female in the Barstool Sports office talking about how long sex should last and how people should get off. Um, we did a little Urban Legends. We talked, uh, what else? It was talked to Biz Nasty. Biz we, Nasty popped in out of nowhere. What a funny fucking guy he we is. We drank some bowls of wine. Bowls of wine is the new phenomenon. And uh, and we kicked it all off with the Miami Miracle and Frank the Tank. Frank the Tank. The Victory Worm. The Victory Worm. That feels like a year ago. That's how much happened this past week. So best of week five. Certainly jam-packed and entertaining. I mean... We'll leave you with the, the sounds and the guttural noises of Frank the Tank kicking off the victory worm, and we'll let you wrap up the second half of the best of. We'll be back next Monday for week six, best of the three of us, and you can listen to us every day on Sirius 1 to 3 p.m. on Channel 85 Sirius XM. Stay hot. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Oh, yeah, man. How you doing? You good? I know you like that. I know you like that. Welcome back, you mutts. It's a Monday. 
here with Clancy and the Rockets, and I think we're still going to keep the name. How about that? Jared's out, but this sexy little Minx Feidelberg is in. I was going to say, Vice is a rocket. It works. still Clancy and the Rockets. It works. get it. And it's now not CCK, but it's now KFC. It's now KFC Radio. Feidelberg, Casey, Clancy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Remember when we first learned that KFC Radio was... Some people thought it was Katz, Feidelberg, Clancy. And we just and we we never realized that that it was all. You didn't people. realize that none of us realized. But it, that's. Not I mean, that's the a name. fair. I know that's like, a fair assumption, though. Yeah, no, I mean, it actually, but the fact that the guys on the show didn't realize that it <laughs> yeah. wasn't that well, is. The thing was when it first started, it was just me, so that it was just my name. I was like, I don't know what to call this. So then when we added Feidelberg and Katz, it, and nobody calls Dan Katz for the longest time, nobody even knew that, so it didn't really make much sense. But anyway, it's fights in Jared out. He's at the winter meetings because he's a. Nerd, a yeah. baseball loser. That's the only the reason he's there is because it's in it's Vegas. Vegas. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I was gonna go if we all could all get credentialed. I was gonna yeah. say it's actually really flying under the radar that this is the greatest boondoggle of all time. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, what wait, are you doing? Wait. They're having closed door meetings. But here's the thing: you have to do boondoggle activities for it to be a boondoggle. Like Jared's gonna sit in his hotel room and like, sure. read about baseball. <laughs> if we saw him at the tables, at the club, at the pool, then I'd be like, "This is like that's what Riggs would be doing. That's what the Boondoggle Boys do when they go on these golf trips. They play golf. Well, they, they play golf. Soak up they're the golf, sun. And they're shit. golf fans, right? But Jared is gonna play. Ba- he's gonna do baseball. He's gonna just actually sit around like waiting outside of the the doors of a conference room in a hotel trying to get a scoop. Like, I mean, we we tried to get credentialed as a radio show, and I was like, I don't care to go to winter meetings at all. And they're like, Well, it's in Vegas. I was like, Oh, I care. <laughs> I big time care. Yeah, you, that's but, such a funny because I didn't even like think that way just because I can't be doing these things right now. So they were like, uh, Brent said to me, you know, Jared wants to go to the winter meetings for this show, and I was like, Ah. Uh, Okay. <laughs> I don't want to like stop anybody from doing it, but I'm not really interested in that. But of course, it makes a lot of sense for you to be like, yeah, fuck yeah. And what was funny, we got originally we got credentialed and Jared didn't. Yeah, we got the email and it was like uh, credentials Casey. approved. Kevin Clancy, Casey Smith, credentials denied. Jared Kravis, Dallas, Dallas Braden. Braden. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, we nah, got it, approved. It, it was just like there was two available. There was four names. We were the first two on the list. It was, uh, but it, but it, it, it read pretty like, funny. Yeah, it looked like that we were going to Vegas and that they were not. So but you Jared, know Jared's not doing uh, shit in Vegas. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he'll call in if he has something to say or, I don't know, whatever he's doing out there. So Fights is in, uh, and we got a lot to get into. I got a whole long list of topics. We're going to do a little Cubicle Chronicles later today. Uh, we're going to go around the world. We got some funny stories with uh, involving the moon landing, Casey's favorite topic. Jared's just like trying to like throw bombs via Twitter today, and I'm just not having it. I'm like, Jared, shut the fuck up. You're not here. <laughs> well... We are. So we're, we're going to get into it, but we have to start. It's a football Monday. We have to start at the NFL, and we have to start New England because what happened in that Miami miracle? John, you want to call it pathetic? You want to call it sad? People, they always say that me rooting against certain teams rather than for my own teams is sad and pathetic. I don't give a fuck. That yesterday, I didn't get to watch it real time because I was watching the Jets at the end of the Jets game. Watching that replay, I got close. I when Gronk fell on his face. I don't know what the oh, fuck he was doing out there. Why was he on the field? I mean, I know. Listen, Belichick's bulletproof, and I know why he doesn't get criticism because his resume speaks for itself on so many other times. But like, that was like, a horrible fucking idea. That tackle, like any safety in the NFL, any, any, anybody who's a defensive, actual defensive player who's terrible makes that play. So and and I know people are going to say it was the swat down the Hail Mary, but they weren't in it. Like, all of the defenders are like, we knew. Everyone else on defense was like, we knew it wasn't going to be Not Hail Mary. Hail Mary. They weren't in right. Hail Mary range. It was, was going to be I a mean, Listen, play. the final answer there is Bill, Bill, Bill Belichick was like, 
we're gonna be fine. This is not gonna. This is not gonna be a big deal. Yeah, because you run that play totally, ninety nine times and it never works. Just that one I would time. Say you run that nine hundred ninety nine times. I mean, that is such a rarity. But the thing is, Belichick always, you know, his thing is always like when they pull off a trick play or something. He's like, we prepare for that. We mm-hmm. we do that. So his whole shtick has always been, we prepare for the improbable. We pull off the impossible because we do it on purpose. And I mean that that came back to bite him in the ass. And it's the crazy. reactions. We'll start with these old people. The the, the 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 reaction of grandma and grandpa trying to process what happened was. I mean, I could probably like forget about Pornhub. I'm just gonna watch that the rest of this month. Let it roll, Mikey. How does? How could it happen? Where the fuck are they all? <laughs> they gotta keep the other end of the goal line safe. Oh my god. Jesus oh Christ! God. You knew Christ. they were gonna do it. Are you shitting me? <laughs> Look at this! I love it. The best part about that video, too, is like at the beginning, it's a minute long, and that was like the last 15 seconds is the best part, but the grandma comes like walking through with her walker and doesn't realize what has just happened, and she's like... Well, how did that happen? Yeah. They lost? You know what that is? That's, a, that's a, a woman who, I mean, they've probably been married 50 or 60 years. That's a woman who, like, every Sunday when the Patriots lose, it's like, well, you know, Bob's in a bad mood for the rest of the <laughs> afternoon. She'd probably walk back in like, ah, there goes our 4 p.m. dinner. Like, that's it. How did that happen? <laughs> did that happen? John, so funny. John, so, I mean, for people who don't know, obviously, I, mean, I would imagine most people have seen it, but the, the, the Dolphins pull off one of those miraculous, I think, three lateral uh, plays as time expires to beat Brady and the Patriots. I was watching the Jets stupidly win a game, and I texted John because somebody, uh, 15-year-old Steve tweeted me saying, you're not going to believe how the Patriots just lost. And I, I kind of knew the, the situation of the game, so I was like, oh, wow, this must have been like a pick six or something crazy. I texted John, and John just said, one of those lateral things. So what that, that was, that's what yeah, happened. I said, how happened. did you lose this game? I said, one of those he bullshit said, one lateral, of those bullshit, fucking, one of those fucking lateral <laughs> things. And I said, it's 100% do, do, not, accurate. do not quit your day job. Do not be a color commentator. Well, I got to come clean with something. I didn't. You see didn't watch it. it? Ah, well, here's what happened. Right. So <laughs> I was on I was on the vineyard and I had a five o'clock ferry and right. I, I watched the, the field goal and I left the bar. I was at a bar and I had to get to the, got it. the ferry. And I was so like, you were like, we're good. I, I saw the field goal. I said, game's over. Yeah. And then we were I was getting a ride to the ferry. And I was in like the bed of a truck, little vineyard style. I was in the bed of a truck with my buddy. Was it cold as shit? Yeah, yeah. it was cold as shit. How long was, was the drive? Yeah, like ten minutes. And <laughs> way too long. And, yeah. uh, no, it was beautiful. I love it. Um, but while we were in the bed of the truck, my buddy's sister facetimes him, and he's like, "She's like, what the fuck? Can you believe that?" And I'm in the bed of the truck, going, "She's fucking lying." Like, there, I was like, "Fuck I was you. like, "There's no way that's what happened." And she's like, look at the screen. And she like turns the, the face camera. And I'm like, I'm like, that's not true. That, like, you're just fucking like, that's a Photoshop or something. That, you, you, they didn't lose that game. It makes no sense. You were the There's grandma no in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. How did that it happen? Just, I refuse to believe that. I, like, we had got up. We were like wondering if we were going to have enough time to finish the game. And like, once they hit the field goal, we're like, all right, okay. well, they're, they're not scoring a touchdown. They might get into field goal range, but it's a four-point game at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, Like, this is over. Beautiful. So we, we Beautiful. I love it. <laughs> I, nothing more. I love nothing more than when they're like, like Dave too, he did his video where he was like, I, I, I literally don't understand what happened. I love the confusion. That's the best but part. Anybody, when you fucks don't even know how to process what happened. But anybody would be confused with that because it's like him saying like the bullshit lateral play. That's so accurate because I mean, like I, I didn't. I saw it live happen and I was just like I. 
cannot believe that somebody's going to pull this off, especially against the Patriots. And then one of my girlfriends who was in town, like, didn't see it. She, like, walked out of my room. She was like, what happened? I was like, you know those lateral plays that every never team tries works. to run at the end of a game, whether it's college, NFL, whatever, and it never works. To be and honest, it, it that worked. one was, like, it fucking a, worked. a relatively easy one, too. I mean, like, yeah. lateral it twice, and then he just, like, I mean, it was because it, like it was like a standard hook and ladder. Yeah, it right, was... right, right. And then, Gron- like, what the fuck was Gronk doing there? I, I hate to give him credit, but Bleacher Report had a gif of... They they photoshopped Gronk's head onto George Michael uh, when, yeah, he, when yeah. he does like the, when he just falls onto his face <laughs> in the rest of development. I mean, not only did he fall, he like couldn't he didn't even break his fall. He literally just fell on his face as tough. they scored a game, the it Miami is, you miracle. Know what? It's, be- it's better though. I'm so glad I didn't see that play because if you don't witness it in real time, your heart doesn't break as much. Yeah, that's true. It's like like I, I went back once I got to the ferry. I went back like NFL had tweeted or whatever. Yep. I watched the highlight. And I was like. Fuck, that sucks. That's but that sucks. But if I but had you already seen that, knew it that it was broken happening. my heart. Well, yeah, because if you if you knew that it was happening, because obviously your friend's sister had told you, like you already are setting yourself up for the pain. Watching that live, like just like those grandparents, like though that was that's why you love Boston Passion. Those people is how everybody felt yesterday. Yo, I'll tell you what. You, we almost we almost lost grandma and grandpa there. Like <laughs> Jesus you, Christ you, you Almighty! I'm gonna stop watching sports when, if if I'm lucky to hit like eighty. Like, that would kill me. Yeah, Unlucky. like I, you can't be like that grand, would be grandpa might have, grandpa almost had a stroke. That would be a great way to go though. It would be just to, on a loss like that. Yeah, yeah. No. just because then like yes. everyone's like like that's that's your legend. No, that's see, a great I feel, legend. I to feel have. like, you, like the Patriots that. killed him. I think like you ride off into the afterlife <laughs> on a loss like that, and it's like I don't know. I just feel like that's your afterlife. No, it's I like didn't. it's like you know when people say whatever you die in is your ghost clothes forever. I didn't know that. I didn't. Well, think know about that. it. Like yeah, like when you see a ghost. It's like ghosts don't change outfits, you know? Yeah, no, it makes so sense. So whatever you die in is yeah, what, you, what you're that. wearing. So think about it right now. If you were to die today, Casey, you would be in this, like, V-neck and regular pants. Fights, you'd be in your Kowloon shirt forever. So I think if you die on, like, a loss like that, you just ride it. You're the you're a ghost loser. Yeah, I mean, it would be. I guess it would be better to go off in, like, a Super Bowl win if yeah. you have a heart attack there. That's but why I— Either I, way, it's, it's a good way to go is by— Death by sports. sports. Yeah. See, and I think the legend. I think the legend is better if it's a loss because that means like you love like anybody. Yeah, you're gets, so passionate. Like, yeah, you're so passionate because if you if you die after you win something, it's like everybody that like even halfway supports the team is going to be excited. Yeah, that's true. The people like if you got bandwagon. If you, if you killed your like somehow you the Mets killed you because of how bad they I, I were. I say it all the time. Your but, legend yeah, would be honestly, the Mets fucking killed Kevin Clancy because they be, stink. So you're loud. right. I'm coming around on this because that would be uh, the ultimate. I told you so. Like, I've been saying forever, this team's going to be the death of me. I fucking told you. They were. They actually did it. The sons of a bitch just killed me. So whatever happened on the field, the Miami miracle, the miracle in Miami, however you want to call it, that's one thing. What happened in New Jersey after that oh game my God. ended was truly miraculous. What have happened? you not seen have it? Have you not seen Frank the Tank yesterday? Oh, oh, oh okay. Yeah. I, I, John, I was like, like if we're yeah. talking about seeing things in real time. If we're about to see John's thought, first reaction to the victory worm, folks, if you haven't <laughs> seen it, it's a 388-pound man trying to do the worm. And making some very some odd guttural noises that came from his body. I thought you were telling me that, like that, like the streets of New Jersey celebrated, like Trump style, where he said that no, 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 no. They were celebrating. I thought, like, no. I thought, like New Jersey was celebrating. Honestly, I, I would have run out in the streets and celebrated the victory worm. That was a game in its own right. That was a bigger moment than the hook and ladder. That was that was the most. That was the funniest, best sports celebration I, may, I maybe ever I've ever. What seen. sounds? There's only one thing to do after a dolphin was like that. The worm. The worm. <laughs> 
What is a- anybody else in the world? <laughs> I, anybody else in the world? I would say, you know, this is fake, or you're trying too hard. That is, that's a near 400 pound man trying to get his body to do. I mean, that's pulling off the worm is very hard. Can you do it? <laughs> Hell no. Can you do it? I doubt it. No, I, I mean, you've never tried, but I you got to be strong. But you also, it's like a weird thing to be able to do because some fat guys can do it. It's like you like roll off your belly. Uh, there was that guy in, in D.C. Remember he did it in the puddle in the parking lot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, was, that was so That weird. was gross. <laughs> the victory worm from Frank the Tank watershed moment. I will never forget where I was the day that I, the moment. That I was I watched. speechless. I, I literally, I, I, I was dumbfounded. I was like, I, 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 I. within seconds of me tweeting that I was speechless, like Rhea texted me and was like, how hard are you laughing at this? And I it just, wasn't I, even for me. I was, was I was just like, uh, I didn't have anything to say, but what was so funny is that you just know every Barcel employee was thinking the exact same thing when that happened. Like all of us immediately saw that was like, this is the best thing that's ever happened. Shout to the out internet. to uh, Big Frank because I think he went like real viral, like outside I mean, the Barcel world because that, that's to. just something that like doesn't matter. You don't have to know the backstory. When you know who Frank is, it becomes like, a million times better. When things like but, this happen, I get jealous of really fat people because like if I did that, it would just oh yeah, be absolutely. Stupid. I, I, yeah, uh, it wouldn't look near. I, I, I think that yeah. all the time. Yeah, uh, one thousand five hundred retweets. So that should have like one hundred fifty thousand. Um, about a million views. Million views, Frankie Million. How about that? What's up, Bitch? Come on in, man. How you doing, bud? What's up, Bitch? How we doing, man? Pop on a microphone. You want a bowl of wine? Yeah, we're drinking bowls of wine. Sit down. Come join us. Biz Nasty in the building. Paul. Paul is here from, uh, where are you living? Canada or some shit? I don't know where you live. Is there a delay on this or what? No. (laughs) There's no drop button. No, you can. But you can say whatever the fuck you want. You uh you're rocking the uh the tan overcoat here. I'm liking it. Yeah, not looking bad, fresh. Eh? You Look can... like Kanye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look like Kanye. I know I'm gonna see some crazy ass shit. It Please do with, it. Comes with the jacket. We're talking about uh like growing up and doing like dumb. You can pull the mic up if you, you oh, feel yeah, like sure. you're awkwardly hunching mm-hmm. over it. That's how I like to get into it. <laughs> get we're, we're talking about growing up and just doing like dumb reckless stuff like fireworks and little vandalism and drinking underage drinking all that shit were you crazy as a kid or were you just playing hockey you know what kids in my hometown were doing when that they went through that phase where they would steal ornaments from the cars like you know they had a mercedes emblem they would like go cut it off and stuff i wasn't big big into the vandalizing stuff yeah it's kind of an asshole thing yeah i mean you know know, my parents were still together and (laughs) (laughs) you weren't you weren't like lashing out you weren't acting out yeah Yeah. no no had a good childhood selling drugs lacing the fucking and weed with yeah, basil we, well, from the kitchen just so you can make a few we extra bucks. We were talking bucks. about buying that. Like, you know, we're the, we were all the idiots who he bought some oregano once. I just bought a bag of garbage once thinking it was drugs. I yeah. bought vodka thinking it was vodka. It was water. Uh, Grinnell used to sell drugs in high school. No! no. Yeah, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just gonna, what kind of drugs? I, oh, shit, I don't know if I was, I was going to say. <laughs> we're dropping government names on here. Oh, shit, yeah. I can't, he has got to limitations. What are you over. saying in there? What are you, what are you saying in there? Come on in, Mike. You know, you sit back there. You got a mic. He just said that you were selling drugs in high school. It was more college, but... Oh, okay. oh, oh, so you mean when you were more mature and grown up? Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. When you were an adult and you were actually responsible for your behavior. Uh, you have got to be the worst drug dealer ever. I yeah. mean, no offense, but I could imagine some people being like, I'm just not going to pay you, and what are you going to do about it, man? Oh, that's that's why I had to stop. Well, have, you, 
<laughs> he was, like he was taking a loss every quarter because <laughs> B would just fucking walk out of the car. Yeah, Grinnell, you know IOUs. I'm not paying you, right? He's like, fuck. Yeah, I mean, did that ever happen to you? I mean, yeah. Have you, have you seen his arms? <laughs> yeah, it's like spaghetti arms over here. I, I can't imagine anybody. <laughs> you're saying it like you're bragging. You're like, yeah, that happened to me all the time. I mean, I just got I got to be brutally honest here. I mean, like, what my, were you selling weed? Like, I no, I mean, like with my bookie right now, my bookie's not paying me either. What am I going to do about it? <laughs> that well, so am I going to call him out on spitting chickens? We'll have about four hundred thousand people fucking calling him. That's send why an, I roll send with an anthrax to his house. This is why I roll with. But he'll, but he'll probably flip it, like you were doing in high school. What the fuck were you selling, Mikey? Don't say that. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, you guys yeah. are trying to incriminate me in here. I, I think I mean, you're been, you're admitted to you it. You totally did not deny it. You could. So have. we have two of the worst drug dealers on the planet on our podcast, <laughs> R.A. and fucking Grinnell. <laughs> R.A. just does all. Oh, drugs. here's a here's a funny one for you. So the girl out there when we were walking the streets, by the way, went and uh, interviewed Sean Avery all day. It was fucking oh, yeah? phenomenal. He's I love him. Uh, say what you will about him. Uh, other people have different opinions. But there was a girl with a Boston Bruins shirt on. And she goes, oh, go ask her if, if she knows Rear Admiral. And so I walk up. I'm like, hey. And she was on a kind of a phone call. So she took her ear thing out. She's like, what? And I'm like, I'm like, do you know Rear, Rear Admiral? And she was like, can you please get the fuck away from me? And then Grinnell's like. Verbatim says that? Get the fuck away from this, me? This girl. Yeah. And, and, and then come to think of it, we were like, damn. Like, yeah, she probably thought I was like being like rude because we, we said, do you know who Rear Admiral is? Right. Yeah. Like, I, it never clicked to me. That's a very offensive name. So she was, she like, I thought she was going to kick me in the nuts. I forgot I was in New York too in Canada. They would have been like, oh, come grab a Timbit. Like, this, this girl was ready to fucking pull out her mace and kick me in the nuts. You're lucky. You're going to so got a lot fuck you, worse. Grinnell, trying to get me killed in NYC. That's why I told the drug story, you asshole. He deserved it. He just deserved it. I mean, this is just a little taste of what you get on Spit and Chicklets. You guys are fucking dominating. Boys, it's, it. uh, I I love the, the Barstool platform. I know everyone listening probably does too. I think that, you know, it, I, I know that there's some maybe some things in the past that have upset some people. But, hey, we all make fucking mistakes. I think a lot of people need to get the fuck off their high horse. And we're just Preach. we're having a good time. And, and, and there's a reason why this company keeps scaling up and... I think a lot of people are are basically yeah jumping on board. And oh yeah, they're, they're not I mean, down with people telling them what's you're, funny. You're, you're either down with Barstool, or you're on the wrong side of history. Oh, right? Yeah. Am I right? Put that on a t-shirt. The, uh, but I mean, chicklets. Oh, they won't get it because shipping's fucked up. <laughs> 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 That's what I've come to learn about selling merch on Canada, Barstool. Canada like, ain't having it. I'm man. like working customer doing service e- at a podcast. <laughs> International shipping. Come on now. Oh. Let's just be reasonable oh, here. God. Uh, so I fear for my parents' life if somebody doesn't get their spit and chicklets hoodie. <laughs> like, uh, obviously, the season is in full swing now, you guys. I know you scaled back up to two episodes per week once the season started. Uh, I'd imagine there's just a lot more going on once once the NHL starts cooking. Yeah, there's been a lot of fun storylines this year. Um, you know, this new wave of hockey player, too, they're a little bit more out there than before. Mm-hmm. They're down with the social media mm-hmm. stuff, so there's more to talk about, I find. And uh, we just try to keep it light, keep it fairly positive. I feel like you probably are the reason why that is. I, I feel that, that yeah, thank you. I feel like me and Witt have done a good job of making guys feel comfortable and coming on. And, and No, but I mean even like the idea of them uh, being on social media and getting out there. Because, I mean, you are, are, are uh, like one of the most recognizable or well-known hockey players. Sure. I feel like you can almost, you learn, people probably learn from you if you want to have a career beyond hockey or when you got to hang them up or you want to make some extra dollars or whatever it may be, this is the best way to do it. You know, you know how many people told me, hey, tone that down, don't do that. These people, like, they're looking out for themselves at the time, Absolutely. which I, I completely understand. 
But, you know, they don't give a fuck about what you're doing after hockey. And look how many of these guys, you know, suffer and don't have anything to latch on to. You know, they've never been to school, so they don't know how to live in the actual real world. Yeah, man. And, yeah, this is... You're risking your body, your brain, and and then also they want you to, like, play by their rules to the point that you might not have... Anything oh, set yeah. up for afterwards? I used Fuck to get that. called into the office all the time by the GM. <laughs> like the, just, feels yeah. like the principal's office? Oh, yeah. And then, it, hey, Donnie wants to see you, and you're like, damn, what the fuck did I do last <laughs> night on social media? <laughs> like one time I almost got our team kicked out of our hotel on the road because I, I Instagrammed a picture of a, a Fiji water bottle that was like $9. It was yeah. like an ounce of Fiji water, and they were trying to charge 9 bucks at the Fairmont. And uh, I said, I said, I was like, fuck you, Fairmont. <laughs> They like, wanted you guys the whole out. Team out? So, so, so we went to pregame skate, skate the next morning, and I wasn't playing. So obviously, I got bag skated. And after the bag skate, I got skated harder than normal. And I, uh, <laughs> the, there was a disturbance in the force, and I knew it. <laughs> so then, all of a sudden, after the bag skate, the assistant coach was like, "Hey, uh, Tip wants to see you." And I'm like, "Oh fuck!" I'm like, "What did I do? What did I do?" I couldn't think of anything. And then he gets, I get in there, and he's pacing back and forth, and he points at the laptop, and it's got my picture. <laughs> Of the water bottle saying, fuck you, Fairmont. And I'm like, oh. Yo, goes, but how stupid is the Fairmont? That is the perfect opportunity to be like, to play with that and be like, we'll be right up with a, a big bucket of water for well, you. And all of a sudden, the Fairmont's getting good press. Okay, so here's where I was an idiot and I was wrong, is when we get to the hotels, every hotel has water, fruit, granola bars ready for the players. Mm-hmm. And I didn't grab one. And then I was complaining about the price of water. So I was a fucking asshole, so you, and I'm going to yeah, admit it. Yeah. But, I mean, still, like, but kick out of the hotels a little yeah, a bit, bit extra. A little bit, bit dramatic. Like, I, I'm a principal guy. Nine bucks? Yeah, come what, on now. What's this markup? I want, let's talk numbers here. Yeah, what's the margin you guys are I getting need on to that know. shit? Yeah, like six bucks? All right, I'm cool. Nine Nine, a t- another toonie and a loony. <laughs> Fuck you, man. Now bring up some extra towels and some soap, bitch. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. I'm not that rude. Just kidding. I've, been, I've been hanging out with Sean Avery too much. <laughs> now I'm a complete asshole. Oh, by the way, he gave me something today that might have been one of the best gifts I've ever received. Oh, boy. It is a fucking get out of jail free card. Oh, yeah. Literally a get out of jail free mm-hmm. card. Oh, PBA card. What cards? do you mean? It's it, okay. So if he, you he, never had a PBA card? He, he explained it like this if you are. Getting a blowjob by a hooker doing a line in the backseat of a car and a cop knocks on the window, hand this over, and he's going to sit, look at you and give you a stern look. Wait, saying, is like, this like a New York thing? You don't have these? No. I've never heard so, of this. So PBA, Police, Police Benevolence Association. It has to be given to you by a by sergeant. By a cop. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah, whatever the level is. But I feel like everybody kind of gets them kind of passed around, like if you're lucky to stumble into one. But I've always found that to be- Are you trying to take away from my gift? No, 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 <laughs> I, no. I think I'm Dan saying, and Dave have these. I, I, I'm always, I, I've never had to use it really, but even if I did, I feel like it's- one of those things like you open your wallet and you kind of just like hope they Oops. see it. I don't know if I would be like, pow, because I feel like cops would be like, I don't fucking care. Yeah, you're like, you hey, know? Do you like give it to me. Like, dude, can I just enjoy my fucking blowjob or what? <laughs> <laughs> want a line? Fucking son of a <laughs> You want a bump? No, but, but, but on a serious level, I think it's supposed to be used if you get like pulled over for speeding. Yeah, I don't, I, but I, I don't know what the actual I'm not going to be trafficking is. drugs like Grinnell. <laughs> hey, they bust through the door like blow. You're like, hey, whoa, hey, whoa, slow down there. <laughs> I got my car. Like, hey, here it is. Like, I'll, I'll, this is my last shipment, but I got my card. <laughs> How long are you guys in town for? Until uh, Saturday. Wit's oh, coming boy. in tomorrow. We got uh, Ryan Reeves is coming in. Oh, uh, nice. Nate Schmidt, who's a great hockey personality. Um, and, yeah, we're going to talk to them. You guys do a Christmas party, too, right? Yeah, Christmas party. I heard you're going on Buddy. Call Her Daddy, too. Is this true? Oh, fuck. That's, that might get me in trouble. That... Yeah. He, I, as I understood it, uh, uh, he was kind of like, yeah, well, we'll have to, like, 
tone it down a little bit and guess it. Yeah, good luck with that one. <laughs> they, they, uh, they, they said that they found, or apparently someone told me that they found out about my foreskin, and I was like, like oh, whoa, like, are you guys just talking about my foresy when I'm not around? Like, what, I can't even defend myself? They did talk about it on Barstool Radio yeah, yesterday. Yeah, foresy. like, what the hell, man? Like, come, I know it's, but but it's it's like, it's, it's not a it's not a aesthetically pleasing dick when it's soft, but, like, no one's seeing it when it's soft. <laughs> So he said you yeah. fucking uh, honestly no no dick soft is, is appealing. Well, so I've yours seen a few is... nice ones in the locker room. I'm like, damn, I wish I got that guy's dick. Because like even if like you got pantsed in public, like, like a girl ow. would be like, whoa, like jeez, <laughs> yeah. like that guy's. If you, I, got, I got pants in public, people would be like, ah, like 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 worse than the Seinfeld episode. Right? I, was on the, I was in the pool. I was like, like I fucking I was born with a morph dick. <laughs> this thing is like. Like, look at that. I don't know, I don't know what they're going to tone down. I mean, yeah, if like, this is what you're doing on this show, call, you're going to be fine on Call uh, Me Daddy. I'm, I'm actually fucked. A PR from uh, Coyotes is probably calling me right now. <laughs> is this live? Yes. Yeah. Yes, uh, it no, is. No, nothing yet. <laughs> I'm coming on full time, though, if I get canned. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen. You guys in town till Saturday with the with the Barcel Christmas party looming. Potential Call Me Daddy appearance. We're going to get you motherfuckers on KFC Radio. It's going to be a week for spitting chickens. I love it. I love, I love being around this office. Uh, so many positive vibes. It's uh, <laughs> Does that sound corny? It doesn't sound it sounds corny. Incorrect. It sounds wrong, yeah. Positive vibes here? When I'm around, I don't know. Maybe yeah, like you, the you, fun, you bring the positivity. Party, yeah. Yeah. The feng Most shui. Otherwise it's, every, oh. otherwise, it's the most negative place on the planet. Right. Yeah. Well, I come on full time. I'm just fuck you and everyone all the time. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I feel you like right even, you, you, you left Canada, you come to New York, and right away you're almost like fighting in the streets. So I feel oh, like, I you ma- know. almost maced today. And then I'm hanging out with Sean Avery. I'm lucky I can get shot. I wore my bulletproof vest around. We had a couple of guys come at us. You yeah. almost you almost got in a fight when we went to the bar last time you guys were here. What do you mean? Remember we were uh, we were we went to that bar to play whatever. Uh, oh yeah! Hockey. But there was that dude who was like oh, chirping you because of I don't even know what. I took a phone call inside like a, a little like opening a little to, thing. Yeah, 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 a little yeah. opening to a building, and it was the, the establishment was even open, and he was just doing some repairs to one of the one of the spots, and the and, and he goes, "No, you can't stand there and have that conversation." Like I'm like, "Why? I'm, like, I'm not blocking you when the place is closed." Yeah. He was just being a fucking New Yorker. Uh, yeah, he so really I, was. I, but but it was funny because I I remember saying because it was you guys were still jawing at each other and I was like, my man, you have picked the wrong fight. You're barking up the wrong tree. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. guy will dummy you in a fucking. Yeah, heartbeat. I would never. I would never. Like, but you could if you wanted to, and that's the important part. Yeah. Well, I was just like, yo, I'm like, who am I bothering other than you? Just wanting to be an asshole. Yeah. See, that's the thing. You start. It wears off on you. You'll, you'll become if you you come in your full time and you start living in New York, you'll be an asshole too. I promise you. All that. right. Well, thanks for having me on. Yeah, I was absolutely. Kind of really nice. That was, I mean, we covered a lot of ground. Yeah, we yeah. did. That was, that was a, that was a, a jam-packed covered, like 10 minutes. Thanks, covered buddy. a lot of ground. Grinnell's yeah. in the window going, like, what the fuck? I, for, I forgot we did. We exposed you as a drug dealer. The, the best was, was I didn't even know he's behind the glass, and all of a sudden you just hear him, Wait, what, are you, what are you saying about me now? <laughs> just a real quick, uh, real quick drug dealer tale here. I was like, I think I know this song. Uh, we're, we're working on finding the, the Richard Gere gerbil song. Uh, we also are enjoying ourselves here with a little layer cake, Cabernet Sauvignon. We're doing bowls of wine. There's a new episode of KFC Radio out today. And uh, John introduced bowls of wine to the world. Uh, he goes on a vineyard trip every every year with his friends, and one year there was no cups available, so they did bowls of wine for breakfast, and now it becomes tradition, and we are now bringing it to, uh, 
we're bringing it off the vineyard to the rest of the world. So yeah, we have, we cheers, cheers to sit by the fire. To everybody's we have bowl, a of wine. bowl of wine, and we watch the Christmas movie. I mean, does that not sound I delightful? Love it. Yeah. yeah, it's really fun. I mean, it's it's. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I've just been like living a lie my whole life, not having bowls of wine. I thought I knew everything. Typically, it's a family stone we watch, but sometimes we do Santa Claus. It's it's just there's something extra cozy about the two hands. Is this the gerbil song? <laughs> burrow harder, burrow deeper. No. No. Just to get you out. <laughs> I, I always I thought that. Like, what do you? How you like lure them out? You just like have a piece of cheese or something? Oh no. <laughs> How would you get a gerbil out? How do you get a gerbil into your asshole? How do you get a gerbil out of your asshole? Ask Richard Gere. I was going to say, Richard, if you're listening, call Urban up. Legend. Unbelievable. Let's take a call here on uh, Urban Legends. Cody, what do you got? Uh, what's up, guys? I got an Urban Legend. How about uh, the one about Avril Lavigne being dead? Oh, that's that's not, that's, I'm sorry. That's not a legend. That's just a fact. And uh, That is not a try fact. Try again. That, she, had a, she was actually recently... She was recently on Australian radio, I think. I believe she has a new album coming out or something like that. Uh-huh. And she was promoting that. And um, they were kind of asking her, like, it must be so weird to have a, an urban legend about you being dead. And she's like, yeah, I didn't get that. It was weird. And she she gave the kind of answers that someone who's not Avril Lavigne would be given. I mean. It was very, very suspicious the way she was answering all these questions. Where So where did that... When did that start? Like after Recently, she put out all was, the yeah, I think it was a YouTube one. I I fall deep into the conspiracy sometimes. I fell right around that time. I fell into as well. Uh, Katy Perry is John Bonnet Ramsey. Yeah, that one. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. I've never heard that one. Yeah, well, that one's just true. Also, also true. Yeah. That that's very. Are they very are the same age? Yeah, it all lines up. I think so. It all works. Yikes! Out. And their faces. That's are like, like a morbid one, and... but now I'm kind of like interested. Yeah, you are. Of course you are. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> The whole John Bonet Ramsey thing is really fucked up because it like it's just become stupid, silly like pop culture banter, and it, it really was a there, horrific event. There was a I was looking at Netflix like last weekend, and they have like a documentary about people who were trying out to play John Bonet Ramsey. Have you seen Yeesh, this? No. And it's like a whole thing of like watching all these little girls, which is creepy, trying to pretend to be John Bonet Ramsey, uh, and then they also have like the the parents, like all the people trying out to be the parents. I'm like. This is fucked up. Like, yeah. the do- I can watch documentaries on stuff like that. I think it's interesting, and obviously it's very sad. But, like, now we're watching a documentary on people trying to play them yeah. in a documentary. I'm out. Yeah, pageant. That whole pageant life is creepy enough to begin with, and then you mix in a real-life murder. Speaking and, by that, the way, it, listen, uh, it's either Katy Perry or if you don't believe that it was the brother, you're just a fucking bone. I don't, I don't know enough about I don't you, really either. Oh, man. Case. Oh, man. When you watch, like, the special on that, it's so the brother. Welcome back. Oh, yeah, man. How you doing? It's Friday, motherfuckers. Let's get it. It's Clancy, Casey, and Carabas. CCK in the afternoons here on Power 85. The Rocket is back fully. First full episode back from Vegas. And uh, we're all... Licking our wounds from the Christmas party. We all sound hard. You can all, yeah, you can hear it in everybody's voices. I was trying to, I was supposed to do a KFC radio with uh, the Chicklets guys and this morning. And Fights texted me and he was like, don't even bother coming in until later because they, like, they physically can't speak. <laughs> <laughs> like, they, they had time and availability to do the episode. There was just, there, you would not be able to understand the words. I mean, Whitney physically cannot speak. 
Like he cannot speak. Well, those guys, I mean, they're savages to begin with. And if you fly in for a Christmas party, you know, for us, it was a nice night out, open bar. Everyone had a good time. But if I, you know, hopped on a plane and travel or I, where is he in Boston? Oh, Whitney, Whitney where does he live? I don't even know. Yeah, right? I have no fucking idea. I feel like he's always golfing in warm weather. Is yeah. Like West I, Coast, I, I down even, south? I don't, I don't know. know. That's a good question. Either way, when you pop on a plane or do some traveling to get to a party, you, you can get your money's worth. Well, uh, the other thing, too, is I was getting, these people were coming up to me like, hey, nice to meet you, and introducing themselves. like, hey, I'm from the L.A. office. And I was like, we got we a an fucking LA office? LA office? What the fuck? <laughs> I didn't and then know someone that. else came up to me I didn't know like, that. hey, like, I'm from. I knew there was some people out there, but I didn't know they had like, an office. Yeah. And he, someone else came up to me like, hey, I'm so-and-so from the Chicago office. I was like, what the fuck is, is going on here? There was another party upstairs, too, like a different company. And I was re- getting really concerned because I don't know everybody that's downstairs. I realized that, like, I need to be better. There mm-hmm. were people last night at our party that I had no idea who they were. But then when I was coming in, I see this whole line of people, and I don't recognize one of them. And I'm like, holy shit, Casey, get your life together. You need to, like— No, I mean— But they, but they were upstairs. But... They were, it was a completely oh, different party. It, but, but it I was, was really cons- possible that it was, they— yeah. I was like, oh, my God, I've never seen any of these human beings before. I used to think, uh, you know, you were a dick for, like, if you didn't know people. Yeah. You know? And then I realized it's just— it's especially here when it was like, you really should know everybody because there's only 10 people. There's only 20 people. There's only mm-hmm. 30 people. Well, when that gets up to like 150, 60, almost, I feel like we're probably pushing like a hundred on content, a hundred on business. Wait, yeah. So uh, at that point, and they, and the thing is the people are showing, showing up like five a week. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, and I could keep up with a couple of you, but all of a sudden, once you, once you get behind too, like it's a snowball effect. I'm like, all right, I'm not going to know anybody. Yeah, like and you we, realize it's just not realistic. We did our end of the year, uh, sort of like company meeting with Erica and and Deirdre and Dave and and they showed the slides like oh these are all the people that we hired in the last year and it was like six slides a lot just like just of names fucking of the people. fucking people that they've hired in the last year so yeah I don't want to be rude uh, and Erica said in her meeting you know listen a lot of people have been saying we don't know I don't know anybody anymore well you got to correct that and you got to find them and meet them and know them. I mean, I'm probably just not gonna do that. <laughs> that's a She did say at the Christmas party, she was like, you know, go introduce yourself to somebody that you don't yeah. know. And I was like, let's be honest, that's not happening at the Christmas party. I, it's just my least favorite thing to do is small like, talk. Small talk at a bar. I don't have good bar hearing anymore. I'm drinking. I want to be. I just want to have fun. I don't need to know your backstory. I love all the new people. Don't get me wrong. It's just I'll, meet you, I'll did, meet you in good time. You also said that when people see you out, it's almost like seeing Bigfoot. Yeah, I felt that last night. Yeah, I mean, I, it's just it's been a while. But I don't. I don't. I don't mind. I get that because it's just like I physically have not been out. Yeah. But the people who act as if I'm like like a Mormon or some like I, I don't party or I don't socialize. Or, like I I was drinking at barstool parties yeah. when you were a twinkle in your father's eye. Yeah. I mean, uh, we used to get after it. <laughs> yeah. And I just I mean, life got in the way of that. But mm-hmm. now now getting at now drinking is, you know, like a bottle or two of wine at night to you know get through the day i used to yes. not i used to not drink for it's like alcoholism yeah, yeah, yeah i'm with I, you on that i never used to you. drink out of like necessity really and that's kind of definitely where i'm at now doesn't uh doesn't fights call like he's got like a bottle of wine by his bed and he calls it sleep juice yep yeah <laughs> sometimes it's just a yeah. It's just a remedy. It, it, yeah. It's, it's we, you know, for physical health. We did take tequila shots last night. We though. did. We did that. We did. Uh, I was drinking a lot of vodka. 
Did you do the ice luge? No, I don't fuck with that. First of all, everybody's mouth is all that's up. Why yeah, I, that's people, why I didn't do it. I, I don't like I can't. doing any of those things where we're sharing. In college, Even I was like, like all about it. And I looked yeah. at that last night, and I and again, going back to it's like my fault for not knowing everybody, but I'm seeing people that I have no, no idea who they are, and they're like basically licking the ice and like the gray mm. goose going through it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to pass. That's going to be a big, no for me. Big dog. pass. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you think about like in college when you used to like – Play beer pong and it was ping pong balls on the floor in and, garages and then share under cups. cars. Yeah, like I mean, I remember one time. I still fuck with beer was, pong. There though. was like a, a, a like a hairball, basically. Yep. It was like a fur dust hairball, <laughs> and it like landed in the cup, and I was just like, well, so uh, bottoms up, you gotta drink it. You're <laughs> badass so if you drink it anyway. We used to play on. Uh, we used to play on like an air hockey table, and. Because like the beer would seep through the holes, uh, there was just mold all uh, over no. the table, and so we would just play beer pong on a moldy ass that fucking table so in a moldy rough. ass basement, and then the balls are going all over the place, and, and next thing you know, you're basically drinking mold. Oh my god, that explains, explains a lot. A lot. <laughs> that, jinx, jinx, yeah. Uh, I, first so, of all, why aren't we drinking again yet? That's the big question. Like, yeah, I, I feel like that would be a good pick me up for all. We of us. need, yeah, we're all very like, low. Whenever we break, we're just gonna get drunk. Yeah, Miles that's fine. Down. That's fine. We need some alcohol. I'm. I told you guys earlier this week there was a very low chance that Spider actually came through with the Bloody Mary bar, and I'm here to announce there is no fucking Bloody oh, Mary bar. Right. I, I knew it was going to happen. Because I actually could really go for that specifically. I don't want to be here right now. There's vodka really in the freezer, and uh, there's Bloody Mary mix in the refrigerator. Oh, so then we can make them at least. I've never yeah. had a Bloody Mary in my life. Oh, we got we got to remedy that. Yeah, but but like, I don't. I want him to have, like his first one needs to be a really a good, good one, one, though. You can't because like you know some of them are just subpar. But if you're a Bloody Mary person, you you get what it is. Like what's you know in a Bloody good Mary? Is is there like tomato, tomato juice? juice? Yeah, no. no, I yeah, I but know. a whole lot more in it too. But if you don't like tomato juice, then you won't like it. I used to be very anti. And then, you know, I started putting a lot of hot sauce in them, and then it just, oh, yeah. you don't, it doesn't taste like tomato. Lime. I don't know if I'd like you it. You put a whole bunch of good shit in it. A lot we of, need one. A lot of people were drinking last night. A lot of, there was a couple custom drinks on the on the menu. There was a Saugus Rocket. Oh, yeah. That was like a rum punch drink. Oh, yeah. That, uh. Did you drink those? I had, that was to. my first drink of the night, yeah. yeah. I had a, an All Right Frankie. I didn't have a. The All Right Frankie, both drinks were very summery. One was a rum yeah. punch. The other one was a cucumber. Vodka. Vodka, it was like cucumber, it was melon, with and I don't know. But why it's were there weird for two? December, right? It's weird for December. It was weird for December. It's weird that out of all the Barstool personalities, Frankie and I were chosen. Well, they are good. I don't know what the reasoning behind it was, but they are good drink names. Like, I'll yeah. have an all right, Frankie. Yeah. Give me a Saugus Rocket. Yeah. You know, if you just if you had one called, like, the KFC, it doesn't sound good. You guys have, like, good Yeah, that's a good point. Like, what else, what else would you, like, those are the first two that would come to mind. Yeah. Uh, like... like I guess. I mean, there's like nothing Frank else. Frank the Tank. Yeah, that would be good. That, yeah. It, it, it should have been like was, a bomb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like a Frank the Tank bomb. I'm going to die tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Where was Frank? We should have had him. I would have imagine that. I loved Frank. Imagine Frank if he busted there. through the door like as the party was like really cracking. I'm going to die tonight. <laughs> yeah. Same. There was a uh, photo like booth sort of thing. Yeah. That was that really then cool. broadcast pictures onto the TVs. It broadcast pictures of Daniela all over. Yeah. D was up there. She was testing it out to start things off. And she did her own like photo shoot. I The lighting was fantastic. I don't blame her there was a picture of me that went up it wasn't I, pretty Caitlin. it was it was an atrocity <laughs> <laughs> and i don't mind the um you know the guy like whatever you know he doesn't give a fuck and it's his job k marco instagram <laughs> i was like bro 
I th- he did knew he what really? he was doing, though. Like, did that's, he really? That's kind of oh, fucked yeah. up. But he knew what he was doing because uh, he showed it to me immediately, and we had a nice little laugh at your face. Because, like, as as we I were taking the picture, that. that's, I mean, you like, know how I feel about this. Oh yeah. Oh like, no, like, Kevin. Like uh, uh, Nardini <laughs> and and Keith were like doing something funny, so I kind of had like a puzzled look and like a half a smirk. Oh yeah. Like I was tough. reacting to them. It wasn't like I was just like doing that face. Well, I, I think like the worst part is that. I mean, you're just not looking at the camera. Like, what's well, what's well, Keith and Erica look great. Yeah, the whole thing they were they had just John and and Nardini had just like looked at each other instead of the camera, and I looked off at someone else. Like, what the fuck was that? And then yeah. poof, the flash goes off. I was like, <laughs> God damn it! Yeah. And I knew it was gonna be bad, but then it popped up, and I was like, This is unbelievably see, this- bad. And then you know, whatever. If it circulates at, on the bar TV, no big deal. Keith puts it on fucking Instagram. Yeah, no. There was also other pictures of us to choose from, you dumb son of a bitch. You could also, though, the the good thing about that last night, like, unless you took a picture of the screen, you didn't. It was gone. It was gone. Yeah. You should have gone and grabbed the hard copy. I didn't know that I could even do that. That's okay. I I wasn't going to be. Keith looks great, though. That's the thing. He looked at himself. Yeah. And I don't blame him. I do that all the time. You know, if someone. If I take a picture, I look at myself. I don't care about anybody else. But that was particularly harsh. You know, he looks awesome. I wouldn't. I don't think I. Also, you could crop me. You could. No, no. You this know, was, it's not like I'm Kevin, stuck in the this picture. This was a deliberate act. Do you I think know so? That, yeah. I don't. Did see, he say so? No, he didn't say no, so. No, I don't think so he, bad. That, no, I think he looked at how good he looked and posted. That's the normal human nature. Yeah. But crop me. Yeah, he should. In fairness, he should have <laughs> cropped you. It's that bad. But I mean, it makes the picture ten times better. That I mean, I, all the comments are about you. Yeah, <laughs> of course. I mean, uh, you would have thought that I was like blacked out. It was like a three a.m. picture or something. I was like, fine. I just have an ugly face. Yeah. I I have a lot of pictures I found today that it makes it look like Eric and I are dating. <laughs> Seriously, like there was a lot of love in that room. There's five. I have five pictures sitting on my desk right now. There's some where she's like nuzzled into my chest. There's one where we're like looking at each other. Oh, I thought you said Eric is in like. Nate, no, Erica. You guys have some God. suggestive photos as well. Oh yeah, we took a prom picture, and I my eyes were closed, but it actually ended up looking really funny. He, yeah. Like the behind the yeah, the, like oh my, my eyes were ended up being closing it, and I was like, You're a whatever. Brave like, woman. I just you know, I, but the the photo booth was was a big hit. I almost didn't even get into the party. So yeah, that is true. That was a wild scene. So like, I get wanting to. All right, we have rules here. This is in Vietnam, but Casey got denied. Because she turned 30 in October and didn't have the chance to renew her license. So they're like, do you have like a passport? It's like, no, dude. Like if, if mean, she had if she had her like 16 year old license and she had turned yeah. 21, you don't have the 21 right. yet. Me... I get that. But it's like my license expired. I'm fucking 30. I'm old as shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I thought there were like certain perks when you turn 30, like they don't question. But so it was weird because like I I've been going out in New York since I turned 30 and not once has anybody been like, oh, your ID's expired because it's a Texas license. And I understand like I don't look like I'm 21 years old. I understand that there are certain rules, but I have an ID that says how old I am. So. I get, obviously that happened. They were like, where do you have a picture of your passport? I was like, who just has pictures of their passport? Mm -hmm. And then I realized like I should just get back in a cab and go back to my apartment because I. Uh, Where's your place roughly without telling people? 
it was like 10 minutes from the bar. Okay. But it was then out of principle. In the end. I was like, this is fucking stupid. So then they pull up like the travel document. Spider has the travel documents from like when we flew on the plane. Like, obviously, my birth date's on there. Nope, that wasn't working. They Daniela comes out. It's this whole scene. Didn't Dave like text the owner or something? Dave, like, well, no, so let her in. And the guy said, no. The pa- it was funny because everybody that was going in from the party, like, obviously, word started spreading around inside that they weren't letting me in. Right. So Daniela came out and she was like, I'll go get somebody. Dave texted me and was like, I'll go talk to the owner. And he was like, don't go anywhere yet. And I was like, okay. So I'm waiting. And then the owner comes out and is like, I'm sorry, you can't. And I was like, do you realize like, this is our holiday party. Like our boss is now telling you to let me in. And, and you're one not one person. It's not like you brought like a crew. No. Like- and he, what he said was, is it's an NYPD rule. And he, he did the whole very like patronizing, like, if there's anything else that we can do to make your night better, you let me know. And I was like, I want to fucking kill yeah. you right now. How about, how about you jump off a fucking bridge? It, make my it was, it was champagne problems. I realized that, but it was just kind of like the principle. It's like, yeah. wh- what do you mean? Like large's wife was like, she can, she's got credit cards. She's got everything. Nothing worked. So that, at least I got in though. At least I, I mean, had a passport. Uh, I mean, what yeah, if I didn't have a passport? Like I would have had to sneak the in the back thing, door like I was 18 years old trying to drink. The only thing I could think of is like if they just got pinched like they had last to week or something. Or like they knew the cop was watching like at the moment. But, but, fun, damn, but, but Deirdre got in without an ID. They didn't even ha- she didn't even have an ID. So that was like, well, obviously there's a double standard here. But it was funny. Large was dressed up as Santa Claus. What would the double standard be? I, like that they let some people in and let other people not. I guess. Like she didn't even have a picture of herself. They like took a picture of her off the internet and like put what? it next yeah and put it next to the travel documents from Spider. But then Large is dressed as Santa Claus, which by the way was electric. He comes Large up, dyed his beard and his eyebrows. Isn't fantastic. That's commitment. Yeah, I asked him that as a joke. I'm no, like, he you committed. That? He's like, oh no, look at my eyebrows. Yep. Yeah. He was trying to get in when I this whole debacle was going on. I don't know. What did he have in that box, Jared? Uh it was beers. He had a box. He had a case of beers. And he was trying to bring them in, and then they told him that he couldn't yeah. bring them in. And he, they were like, you're going to have to coat check that. And he was like, what? I'm Santa Claus. Like, I'm bringing this in for our company party. And they're like, no, no, you can't. And he goes, what is this, Vietnam? Yeah. And I was like, where are we right now? Like, I mean, that we're one, not I, trying to get in the fucking White House. Understand. You can't bring a case of beer to the bar. I didn't, I, I it was guess. wrapped up as a I mean, present, that's though. How they, it was wrapped up as money. a present. You have to buy the beer from them. I but don't think that it was. We also did in advance. It was an open bar. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I thought, do we like know for sure it was a box of beer? It was yeah. wrapped up like a present. No, it was beer. Oh, well, regardless. Well, I, I, by the end of the night, he was handing out champagne, so. Yeah. I mean, like, imagine trying to shake down Santa before he walks into a holiday party. Like, <laughs> let, let him fucking live. Fucking, yeah. imagine shaking down large, like. Yeah. Yeah. Good. But it was, but good I got luck in. That one. I got in. It was a good time. Uh, Lots who, of who, who was, like, the winner of the night? I was trying to scope it out, and I, I had my eye on a few people being, like, my, I, what I hoped was going to happen was merch Brett. I would have loved. Imagine if he was just like blacked out, like yeah. raging. There's certain people that I, I just think, and and everybody knows, everybody has like their people in their office. Where yeah. like, could you imagine if you know Jessica from accounting was just like hammered? I mean, there was one, but I'm not gonna say it. There was one where I was like, if this actually happens, holy fuck! But it it didn't. But I won't. if what happens. I mean, there there was an unlike a very unlikely duo that was unfolding right in front of my very eyes. I was like, wow. this cannot be happening. And I know that I'm like teasing the shit out of the audience. Like, fuck you, just say it. I, I won't say it. 
I can't. But that's but the there was the like best it was part of holiday parties. Like, and I was watching it, hearing like the broadcast from the nineteen eighty Olympic hockey game. <laughs> it was quite the scene. There was there was a scene at the end of the night. I don't know. I wasn't there anymore, but I've heard about it that there was some fireworks that went off. But again, it's like teasing the at audience. The the at the end yeah. of the night, there was there was a scene. I don't necessarily think we should talk about it on air, which I know is like so shitty because we're doing a radio show to a national audience right now. Yeah. I feel like some things, you know, it's like what happens. Some things have to stay in house. What happens at the barstool party should stay at the barstool party. Not all things. Not I mean, all things. There's some things that, like, I'm sure that we, not all things we could share. But when it comes to like maybe a couple people getting comfy. <laughs> Then it's like that doesn't need to be out there. I, that, I I'm not even talking about that. There was a, there was a, a different kind of scene at the end of the party. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there were there were people scene. who were just fucking hammered. There were people <laughs> who were flirting. Uh, people you screaming. Know, screaming. There was a lot of yeah. Was there any like full blown fights? No. Oh yeah. Oh well, yeah. Well, it was uh, me versus every girl there. Well, we'll, we'll yeah, get into yeah, that. We're into that. But... No. Uh, there was there was a, an argument at the end of the night. It's so there funny was? to me that like. It it doesn't matter what industry you work in, doesn't matter what company you're f- working for, how old you are, what your standing is at the company, like people at Christmas parties, it's the most cliche thing, and yet it happens at every place every year. I I can't wrap my mind around being one of those people. No, like like Clem was was uh, Clem stuck around. He came down from Winterfell, and he was like. Uh, I like how were you know? Did you get after last night? I really didn't get to see you much, and I was like, w- "Me and you, let's go out. We'll like go to dinner. We'll get a steak dinner. We'll like watch a game." That's I'll catch up with you when we're not at a fucking company party under the microscope with bosses and management. Like to me, that's the time you should like play it safe, and it's the time that people just go balls to the wall. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know, know if it's the open bar. Yeah, I don't know if it was a holiday spirit. I don't know what it is, but people are willing to put it all on the line. At this company, yeah. where you know, like we're gonna do this, yep. and that, that's, and we're we're pr- protecting government names. You tune in at four o'clock. I don't think that's that's what happens on that program. So <laughs> yeah, no, we we definitely, but from a content standpoint, we understand it more because like there is like the element of like you know that you could potentially end up being content at any point during the day. Don't let you alone, think the business people are more. Uh, like afraid of da- like, of like becoming content though. That you yeah, think oh, they would sure. more for sure. Uh, they- um, so the fireworks of the night though was the the Saugus Rocket versus every female in the office. So oh, yesterday we proclaimed that uh, you know the average the average length of sex is is five point four minutes. Yeah, which is a fact. And we were uh, we were we were explaining to Casey. Yeah, that's how it goes. Mm-hmm. And you hoes out here who think you're going to be getting 20 minutes of sex, yeah. you need to lower the fucking bar and change your expectations. I'd like to go on that's record. That's not real life. I'd like to go on record and say nobody said 20. The average we were talking about that's last not night was true like at all. They did. It said like 10 to 15 you could get away with. All right, 15 but here's, here's, 20 cases. Here's the yeah. thing though. Here's what here's the reason that it went wrong last night for Jared because I I am fine with saying that like sometimes sex is not going to last that long, 100%. In fact, I was saying if you had to choose between two minutes or 45, I'm going to choose two every single time. The problem was is that Jared said on radio yesterday, 
and verbatim, and it was what I told the girls throughout the day and then definitely at the Christmas party, was that if you hit six and a half minutes and the girl has not gotten off yet, then there is a problem with her mm-hmm. and that the sex should be over. Facts. That is exactly I, what you, Hold on. That is exactly what you said. That's not what I said. Is that exactly what he said? That's not exactly what I said. I never said the girl has a problem. No, you said you said it. No, you said it's on her. Yeah, you said it's her problem. You said it's her problem. So, yeah, so you said it's her problem. Not like a problem with her physically. I'm saying it's now on her. And you said... And I quote, I push the eject button yeah. at six yeah. and a half minutes. Yep. Yeah. I repeated that to every girl in the office throughout the day. Of course, every girl just is laughing at the fact that that's like a, a statement. There, there was one girl who was not laughing. And it's, it's your arch nemesis, Fran. Fran was like livid with you. Everybody, yeah. everybody she was, was like, like, at one point, she was like, fuck you, Jared. <laughs> so at the Holy Christmas shit, party, it starts man. going, J- Jared is wearing a daddy gang, like a collar daddy gang. <laughs> Sophia is literally trying to take it off of yeah, him. She She's was like, like, you can't, you wear, can't that wear this. Like, the, you physically you were, cannot represent the, the, our brand scene, when you obviously have a horrible sex I taste. wish we had a camera because the scene with the rocket holding court <laughs> And like it was but also like fighting him off with a stick. <laughs> like they all the girls were surrounding him and they were coming at him and he was just like screaming back and it was yeah. like it- it was hilarious. And, and at one point, he was standing in the middle, and it was, like, just, like, set the scene for people at home right now. It was Rhea, Fran, Alex, Sophia, me, and Ellie standing around Jared, <laughs> telling him how dumb he is. And he starts, dumb, he starts pointing at us, and he's like, you have bad sex. You have bad sex. And I'm like, if anybody no, no, is, no, hold on. You, I said, I, you get bad dick. Yeah. yeah but, like, I, I here's say, the thing. you get weak-ass dick. So here's the but here's here's the problem that I had with this is like fine if it like the two of you can bully me into like thinking you guys are right because it's two against one you just again naming those girls no, no, no. Rhea Fran Casey it's not Alex about numbers Sophia, it's it about is. facts but yeah. nobody is gonna look at it could the, be one that versus a million girls. we're speaking super facts. we look nobody up the average length that of is not sex what we were yelling United at you States about America and it is less than six that months. is not what we were yelling at you about that is not what the problem was the problem was is that you then you said that if it hits six and a half minutes and the girl has not gotten off yet that yeah. that's their problem yeah. and yeah. every girl it in this is office is like like that is the most ridiculous take not, ever and not, all the guys I, in the office are like yeah no that's no, kind that of makes the fact. sense yeah fights I mean, I, 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 we're all big boys and girls. Everybody's got to get to the finish line. It's it's like, I'm, I'm trying to side with you here to play a little devil's advocate. And I think I did that last night as well. Um, but yeah, John speak the facts. (laughs) I mean, speak the truth. (laughs) It's, and I am not, and I said this last night too, and all the girls said, it's not saying that that is impossible to happen. Obviously it is. It can happen very quickly, but at the, point is Hell if yeah. every single time for the record also i just do <laughs> so want smooth. people to understand <laughs> like yeah. i do want people to understand we are talking about the penis insertion yeah so here's like, the, there's like an my, added this layer all, to this, this all stems from me saying the fact that guys are supposed to make a girl orgasm with a the pole that's stuck to the middle of their body it's hard. Yeah. And so it's not the whole, the whole oh, thing. Hang on. You Fuck don't off. know. How <laughs> you even know? Or I'm furious now. Have you ever fucked Are someone you with fucking a dick? kidding me? It's, it's not hard. hard. It's yeah. not easy, but yeah, it's no, not. And guess what? Childbirth's a fucking piece of cake, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we're you not would. comparing. We're no. not comparing that. I mean, I you're right. I you're know, right. But you Bucky, know what? You're, you're right. You're right. I wouldn't, I wouldn't know how either one of those feel. You're correct. However, to sit up, to sit and hold court. Like Jared tried to last night. Successfully did. You didn't. Hey, Casey, riddle me this, huh? (laughs) Riddle me this. Oh, God. If it it isn't that hard and it's so easy, then how come you guys aren't coming in under six minutes? Yeah. 
That's on uh, you guys. Oh, no, well, not. you can't have both. Here's, you can't I, have I, both. I, I want to get you out of here. You're a strong, independent woman. You're in charge of your own orgasm. If girl, then I just yeah. don't need a dude. Like, that's my thing. Like, if a guy <laughs> is in the mix, if, if a guy yeah. is in the mix, if a guy's so, in the mix, like, then do something about it. I can do it on my fucking own. Just like every single then girl. Then why can't like, you come in under six minutes? Orgasms are a choice, Casey. I'm not saying that you can't. And none of the girls in this office said that they can't. Wrong. That Fran was, I think it was either Fran or Rhea that said, if you've made a girl come within six minutes, then they faked it every time. Oh, I don't agree I was with like, that. I don't agree every with that. Every girl that I've ever given an orgasm to in my life faked it, every single one. I don't agree That's with that statement. Probably like 80%. But, I mean, but, yeah. yeah, but I mean, you know, girls do fake <laughs> orgasms a lot. But I, I don't agree with that statement. Whoever said that to you is wrong. It was How, one of the two. However... The statement that if it hits a certain time with every single girl that you're just going to push the eject button was this the problem. Well, yeah, because I, I here's the agreement that yeah, I, I don't, I don't have an friend. eject button. Yeah, he said that so. at six and a half minutes he's done. No. He's like, oh, I it's mean, like, listen, oh, like she, it's her problem. Too, Look, I'll fucking it like, like I'm about to fall off a ledge. I'll hang on as long as I can. See, I, but I, it's I, not going to be easy. I think that's what we meant by eject button. I think, I think, uh, no, you might have. That. You might have. Jared, you took, legitimately, you took eject as a metaphor for ejaculate. In my I mind, I did not. Eject is is more like I've given up hope that I'm going to get you off. Right. Like once Which you're at like six six thing. and a half minutes, it's like all right. So you're a tough. Do you one. agree with that? Fights? You can't. No. I'll, I'll, I you know I played to the whistle. Exactly. Like that. <laughs> that was that was the whole. Like Jared tried to make this seem like last night that like every I was going against everything he said. The only thing that I walked no. out and repeated eject, was that statement. Eject means like I've given up on trying right. to get and you that, off. To like, me, that tough. means you're you're going to go to your finisher position. Yeah. You know, like, it's like all right, turn around, bend yeah. over. Yeah. We're just going to we're like, going to wrap this one up. Like, yeah. But there that, are some girls that are very, very easy to get off that you can get off in like three to four minutes flat yes, multiple 100%, times. Yes. And then there are girls where it's like, I, there are, there, there's there, a girl that I used to ho- hook up with that has never had an orgasm from sex in her life. Which is, that is a thing. That right. stinks for her, but it is a thing. But again, it was more of the fact that Jared was trying to prove all of the girls at once wrong at the Christmas party. That I mean, was what was. It's you like know every single this girl. Girl. You started this, Casey. I, know I was I did. sitting there enjoying my Christmas party, and then you were like, "Do you know Jared said today on the radio?" Like, oh my god! Like, you started it. That's exactly, actually that's exactly what you sounded like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Jared's such a fucking asshole, but like, he really I mean, is. Like, like he really. Ca- Casey actually, lights the fire that she's like, "Why is the building burning?" No, like, you did this. No, I I have said literally four times on this radio show that I went out and told every single girl. The reason it was brought up at the party was because Sophia looked over and saw you were wearing the daddy gang sweatshirt and goes, oh my God, didn't he say that sex should only last like six minutes? He should take that off. That is why the conversation started but last night. I didn't night. say that either. But you kind of did. S- no, I didn't. I did not say sex should only last six minutes. You said that if it gets to six and a half minutes and she hasn't had an orgasm, that you press the eject button. That doesn't Roll the tape back. That is what I said. And but that's that... what I said to Sophia. No, so, you didn't. You yes, s- I did. Call him no, up. No, you didn't, Have him come in. No, like what he said. I didn't say at, six at minutes, six it's minutes, over. It's, it's, it's like, like, I've given I'm, up I'm hope gonna that you're going to get off. That you know, sometimes it's like, stay stop. perfectly still, do this, do that, make sure it's all good. At six minutes, you start to like, you know, throw a couple quick ones in there, a couple yeah, long strokes, like you, a couple whatever. You can go beyond six minutes. stop like trying to hold it back. You know what it is? It's like in, you know, it's like. You're not playing by the rules anymore, really. It's like now you're just like playing like pickup ball. Yeah, you know? it's it's a bonus round. Yeah. And there and the point was last night. I don't know if every girl was agreeing with it, but I know that we like a couple of us were saying if sex isn't as long as six minutes, six and a half minutes, that's fine. But that there are times where it will go past that. 
And for some reason, Jared just refuses to admit that all the girls, every single girl that I just named, because all like, you did was sex. just fill them with false statements that true. I made. It's yes, you did. You basically took your interpretations of what I said and then it, were like, Jared said this, Jared was, said that. Like, no, I didn't it, say it any was of those. Quite things. entertaining to watch. Let me just say that. Yeah. When we, I was like 15, we were in the <laughs> hockey shower and, uh, one of my friends who's clearly a virgin was like, how long do you have sex for? And I was like, 45 minutes. He's like, yeah, me too. So. <laughs> See, that's not, yeah, that's, I, I, that's I, not, listen. that's not funny. Like, either. you can have, like, a I, sexual experience I, that I, lasts, I just like, named, a, like, how long the last more than video I watched was. <laughs> yeah. Like, between, like, foreplay and sex, of course you can have, like, a, an experience that's, like, 45 minutes. That's not unusual, I don't think. Talking but the about sex the part is, like, 10 minutes. Inside. Yeah. Max. 10 minutes. But you said six and a half. God. The High Noon El Prez Pack is here, featuring my top four High Noon Vodka Celtic flavors. These flavors include passion fruit, pineapple, pear, and all new flavor, tangerine, all made with real vodka, real juice. This 12-pack is only here for a limited time, so get it while you can. Just look for the pack with my face on it. You can even scan the QR code in the pack and have me virtually join your party. Visit HighNoonSpirits.com to find the El Prez Pack nearest you. Just sounds Casey. So like, no, I, I also don't, don't think you girls are like. I want you to break out a stopwatch next time, because I really don't think you understand how long ten minutes. They're is. not it's appreciating like, that. Time. It was. Uh, yeah. well, I was watching. I think, uh, I'm appreciating I, I, every minute. I, I, of it. I think that you think you're probably fucking for like twenty minutes, and I bet you it's really not. I actually no. I because I've I've like done a study, done a case study by myself. Like, in like okay, like let's see how long this is. There's no doubt that it can last. I, two to three minutes. There's also no doubt to me that it can be 15. It just depends. But the fact that there's like a hard time where guys claim that they just stop trying, like that feels like to me that's no, again that's I a mean, you giving problem. Giving up is that's I mean, but that's this up. whole that's, thing. It's no, like that's no, you I, said I you. So <laughs> wait, so you didn't so you the eject button thing. You said that I took that as like you were done with sex. You said you stopped trying. No, I didn't say that either. I said that's you what literally it, just said you stopped trying, Casey. For Please. once. Stop interrupting me when I'm trying to explain to you something that you clearly misinterpreted. I didn't say that I stop. I didn't say that I give up. I said that in my head, once it gets to six, six and a half minutes, this girl's probably not going to get off because she's very difficult to get off. If you can't, like, if you can't get off in that window, then she's difficult to get off. This goalpost keeps moving. No, like, it doesn't. Different- you just don't fucking understand what I'm saying. I literally have been saying the same fucking thing. Why are you so triggered right now? Because all you do is take what I say, and then you just fucking regurgitate something completely different from what I actually said. Sounds like a guy who stinks at sex. (laughs) (laughs) Which was what every girl said. Every single girl said that last night. The funniest part, before we had to break, the funniest part was was Jared on the one side of the argument being like, I'm only going to last five minutes. To be to going, you get bad dick and you get bad dick, and I'm the guy I'll give you five minutes. <laughs> I didn't say that either, but I did say that if these girls are like, yeah, like I'm going 20 minutes without an orgasm, it's like, yeah, you're doing no, who, sa- sex. who said that? All of the girls that were there. That They're is like, absolutely false. Okay, let's hit a break. I didn't. I was when a girl there. Back, definitely didn't say that. We will get into. Uh, well, I'm sure there will be plenty of calls on this. We'll talk about Christmas party experiences, and we'll get through the rest of the topics. It's Clancy and the Rockets here in the afternoon. Uh, Power five. Uh, 
This was uh, along with Britney Spears. You drive me crazy. This was the other song I downloaded first ever on Napster. Because this is technically the remix. It's so a good one. I had the album, but that, that had the original version, not this one. So I had that was that was a big moment. I had access to the remix. It's Clancy, Carabas, and Casey here on uh, CCK. Kevin, you talk about holiday parties. What do you got? Hey, what's happening, guys? So on Barst, uh, the morning show this morning, Large did talk about the two people that had to get put into a car by um, by uh, little Nate. So I mean, do you guys want like to touch on that, or is that what the did, was Large dropping government names? Yep, he did. Uh, yeah. I oh, think damn. their uh, their podcast, I think, is leading the company right now. <laughs> Well, definitely wasn't. It definitely wasn't Big Cat and Pete. No, I was going to say that. That <laughs> is yeah, actually. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely uh, wasn't. Yeah. Definitely wasn't. Pardon my take. That would be so. Imagine if Dan and PFT were like <laughs> so, so hammered, smashed. They had to put them in a car. <laughs> no, I think. Yeah, the, uh, I mean, I think I the daddy know, girls. Like, I think they let it rip. Yeah, I listen to. I think they, they let it rip. It's very on brand. I, I do think that uh, that was. Those were the fireworks that I w- I was talking about. Yes. The way it was described to me, because at this point I was gone, was I think some people were concerned. And it was like, we got to get them home, like, call a car, who's going to get in there? And at one point, Alex was like, this happens every weekend. Yeah. Like, like some people concerned. party hard. And uh, that, that's. There's, and I don't know exactly what Large said, but um, from what I understand, there was a lot more to the story. And it wasn't like, it wasn't like Alex and Sophia. They they may have had like a, a like an issue between themselves last night. Because that's what, it, it ended up with one of them leaving and one of them not. Oh. Yeah. Dissension. Oh, Damn. So, but again, again, like of all the things that could happen two girls getting into maybe a drunk fight, like that's not crazy at all. That happens all the time. All the time. Deke, there better be some fucking context here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, please. Some context here, please. Deke never hits you with context, Casey. Yeah, but if I'm talking about girls fighting at the Barstool party, like there's better be some context. Are you kidding me? That's when Deke is like seeing... He's seeing all sorts of retweets and, and but oh, Deke's yeah. also on our side though. Like he doesn't yeah. want like Deadspin to like pick up something that he's done right. out of context because then we all hate Deke. Right. No. Yeah. That's that's for sure. I'm Team Deke for life. All right, we're back. I got a little pick-me-up here, at least for the people in the studio. I can't promise that this is going to be exactly the best radio, but... But it's we're hungover on Friday. Yeah. Ball-in Cup League has taken over the office. If you've been watching on stool scenes and social media and listening to me babble, this uh, this little wooden cup with a ball and a string has just captivated the office and stolen our hearts. And... Uh, well, I now have the uh, commissioner of the Ball and Cup League, <laughs> Hello. Trent Ryan, here. Very official with the, obviously on radio, you can't see it, it but I got your... the nameplate. He has a, a, a literal like nameplate that says Commissioner Trent Ryan, and we have our own logo. It looks like the NBA <laughs> logo with the Ball and Cup. So who, when who I moved, who's, yeah, who's your secret Santa? So uh, Maria. Maria. So when I yeah. shout out to Jeff Elo for the logo, by the what way. What a great gift. When I moved to New York, my aunt Pat sent that ball and cup with me, because for Thanksgiving and Christmas Eve, we spent it at Aunt Pat's every single year, and we have a ball and cup, 
and we play it all night long. So she said, I want to send a little piece of Iowa mm-hmm. to New York with me. And I brought Ball and Cup to the office, and it has caught on like wildfire. Well, but I mean, so yeah. it's been here a couple of years, and it only really popped recently. Well, so I always had it kind of by my desk, and people would come over and do it every once in a while. But it kind of got annoying when they would stand there and just keep trying to do it. So I made up the one-a-day rule so they would have to do it and then walk one away. One flip, and that's it. <laughs> one flip every single day. Trent has a spreadsheet where he's keeping track of everyone's performance. Yes. There are punishments that have been levied. Currently, as we speak at the moment, Hank Henry Lockwood has he's suspended. He is suspended indefinitely. You yourself caught a suspension there for a while. I was suspended for two. Wait, why was Hank suspended? Yeah, what Hank do? Because I get video. So when I leave, I leave this place, and I think people are going to honor the ball and cup, and they're not going to play it when I'm not here. They're not going to practice. They're only going to do it when I can witness. But I have been getting videos and pictures of Henry Lockwood after hours doing ball and cup without my supervision, and he does it, and he does it, and then he. He Wait, threw the, he threw yes. the, the piece of equipment down. Listen, uh, this as a character witness, this is YP. I was here with Maria, who also backed me up. Casey was also here. Ken Jack was also here. We what we witnessed was one of the most abhorrent activities I've seen in this office. Hank had no respect. None. He did it about he did about twenty times in a row. When we said <laughs> we're like, don't don't disrespect Ball and Couple. He's like, I don't give a fuck. All this stuff. Yeah, that it yeah. was it was the brazen disrespect. It was like like I came in the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Yeah. We were the only ones here. I don't. And I sent a video to Trent, being like, "Ha ha, look at this!" And I, I I banged out like six out of ten. But I I I I feel like Hanks. His transgression was worse than mine. It, it was, but it yours was, was and it was the, the, disrespectful. Uh, to quote your video that you sent me the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. You said, fuck you, Trent, <laughs> and then proceeded to do the ball and cup 10 to 11 times that's right in my face. Almost Trent, worse well, than Hank, if you think about it. No. He, Hank didn't send the now, video listen, to that's, Trent for the That's that motherfucker, Ken Jack, talking, yeah, who is so that. against me. Ken Jack is as guilty as it gets as it pertains yeah. to the ball and cup league. I want, I want KFC to win. I want you to get five today. He keeps saying what that in the most talking about? patronizing I want, tone ever. First of all, I don't so know why he's touching it. Like who, gets to, who gets to do that? Like, you know who gets fondle to do that? the thing you're you know fucking with the that? string and, and shit? You know who gets to do that? Me. Shut up. Trent, I will tell you, YP, that night that Hank was doing that, yeah. why, I, I didn't even realize that it was as big of a deal as it is. YP had your back 100% because I wanted to try again. He was like, if you no. try again, like it, it's completely... It's, it's the people like that that hold up the integrity of Ball and Cup that I really want to participate and do it. I know that Kevin caught us suspension i believe it was about a two week suspension not only me my entire team no, all no. of kfc radio was banned you're saying the video of wednesday you did it in the office too and we're like did it a bunch of times we're like i don't give a fuck you had double transgression i don't remember that and also that sounds like uh hearsay and conjecture i know you're gonna you know suck your dick about oh i'm four in a row dude you're like barry bonds right now you're like all these records are tainted your asterisks he should never been on suspended. I, I think there should be a higher zero tolerance <laughs> they, they, policy. They poked the bear. They so poked you know. the bear. They awoke a sleeping giant. I was, I was, uh, you know, I like to partake. It's a fun little game. And then they decided to suspend me. They took yeah. away my ball and cup privileges, mm-hmm. and I came back like a motherfucking force. Well, you, just, just five, for the record, hurricane, just for the record, tsunami. Kevin is going for five. Yes. No one has ever hit five. No one's ever hit four except Kevin. I, I thought only... Ken Jack hit four. 
No. Mm. You're, no. You're going, today did you was miss? my attempt to go four. I'm not telling you because I don't want you to get in your head and know about anything. I want he you missed. to get this five. No, I want you to get Kevin's five, so not lying about the awakening of Sleeping Giant either because before he got suspended, he was over two on ball and cup. He was suspended for two weeks. And then since he's come back, he is six for his last seven. Woo! Wow. So, I mean, Which is, it's almost like during right. his suspension, he had the opportunity to maybe do some things. Yeah, because he got to try it a hundred times. Those days that you were suspended should count as losses, lost days on your record. You, listen, that's a fact. You can scramble. You know what this is like? You can say whatever you want. It's like when someone says you vacate a championship. It's like, guess what? We still fucking won the championship, bro. You can, you can you do didn't. all you want with all your semantics about the league and the suspension. All I know is I stepped up after my suspension and every, t- every single time I flipped this fucking ball, it lands in and the you guy. Know what? I, I have a question because I, I, I'm on both sides here. Like Kevin's my co-host. Trent, you're one of my best friends in the office and I respect the league probably more than anybody uh did did Kevin have to write a letter of apology to get us no so when when this was all coming together when he was suspended and when I was thinking about unsuspending him it was still sort of a startup league we didn't totally know the what was in place in terms of yeah. coming back from a suspension right so no out of the goodness of my heart as the commissioner because I, I I root for everybody in the game I want everybody to do well yeah I want things to catch on so I I welcomed him back in he but going literally forward he says he just yesterday he said I root for everybody except for you Kevin <laughs> all right so, so I, I did say that. that in the heat of the moment when you were gloating about your fourth in a row I just couldn't help myself and I had to be <laughs> mad about it. But like, say for instance, Henry Lockwood, he's yeah. got to come back. He will have to show that he is sorry for what he's done. Right. And that will probably become in the form of a written letter and to, to the commissioner. And, and to be yeah. honest, I maybe did not write a letter, uh, but I am now uh, so invested in ball and cup league that I respect the game and I respect the sport. I have been I have been squeaky clean since my my Kevin, incident. You're, you're all about you. You respect the league now that you're doing good. Absolutely. You didn't care about it when you sucked. Yeah, no fucking kidding. Yeah. <laughs> And we have the conversation where it does sort of, uh, we have a Conor McGregor, Dana White sort of relationship. Exactly. Because I, he's exactly. so, I mean, he's so good for the sport right now that it's like, I, I need uh, him in the mix. To be fair, Dana White said that dealing with Conor is not that hard. Apparently, you are harder to deal with. He said yesterday on our radio sure. show that the only Trent, thing that Conor needs to do is show up in time. Kevin seems like a pain in the ass. Since the incident, what, 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 have, what have I done to, to the detriment of the Ball and Cup League? You've been an upstanding 100%. member of the Ball and Cup League. I will say that. I, I am almost like this is borderline Maguire and Sosa saving baseball in 94, I 95. also think what you did was actually more disrespectful than what Hank did. Because what Hank did was for himself. Like, he was just doing it because he wanted for him. Sending the video to Trent is so disrespectful. And I want to say this. If you did that now, you'd be suspended for months. Uh, if you I did know, what uh, you did now. How about you stop you, speaking for the commissioner? No, 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 no. I'm not. This Trent, are you going to let show this guy? Damn. I'm not saying. Jesus I'm not Christ. the commissioner. In my opinion, Somebody as a person a who's tent on this as a person who's never cheated and, and just been completely an honorable ball and cup league player, mm. I'm out there trying my ass off. Listen, if you did that now, you'd be gone. Trent, uh, the only person uh, this is the I, the only person I Cup League. We've got all these personalities. Everybody's who's yeah. good and bad at it. This is Listen, fine. Right. There's only two people who matter in the league. ball and Cup League right now: the commissioner and who's on top. That's it. Yeah, I mean, those are the only two voices say, I want to hear. Good, what I would say to the people point. who are who are coming at Kevin's neck: just you know, get better or be better at ball and cup, and you guys Beat can me. get the shine that he's getting. Wait, right now. So I have a question because I, I, you only keep track of active streaks. Shouldn't we be keeping track no. of percentages? Do we? No, oh, no, yeah, we got all. You have percentages now. Oh yeah. Oh, when yeah. did you start oh, yeah. keeping track of percentages? We've had it the whole time. I so when I first started it, I was keeping very weird notes. There was just a running list in my notes. Yeah. But now I gave all the raw data to Jeff Delo, yeah. who is a magician with Excel, yeah. and he put it all in there. So every time that anyone has ever done it in the history of Ball and Cup, okay. we have the percentages. Oh, perfect. 
I'm glad. I'm glad to know that. Right now, I think it's number one. Rudy has like shooting 75. Rude boy is. Uh, no, K Marco. What am I at? Well, K Marco, I, I don't think he has the plate appearances. No, no yeah, he doesn't. He, you have to have a certain number. Oh. You have to have a certain oh, number of attempts to get there, and K Marco doesn't have it. I would. Ken Jack is fifty percent. Rudy's fifty percent. So those are the two top guys in terms of percentage. So I'm fifty percent. Not to brag, but I don't. I don't think I've I qualify yet. Jared is fifty percent. Yeah. I'm zero percent. Am I even on the list? Have you ever have you participated? Played? Yeah, twice. Then yeah, you're on the list. We, no, I mean, one one, the, one time I did it late night, but I did it the other day, and YP was like, that is the worst form I've ever oh, yeah, seen. The moment yeah. we had yesterday, <laughs> two days ago, with Biz Nasty and uh, Ryan Whitney was... Yeah. That was, that was the most electric, like, sporting competition I've ever seen. Yeah. I, I mean, it was... We had $5,000 on the line for ball and cup swings. So, was, so I, I have to ask the commissioner, how do you feel about players within the league making side bets on... On taking shots, like is that is that allowed? Like heavily encouraged. I, heavily I think encouraged. It's, I feel like you know if you're if you're betting on baseball and your your manager like ask Pete Rose is not allowed in the Hall of Fame. Oh wait, yeah. Well, I, I don't if, think I we're not going to model ourselves after Major League Baseball. I yeah. don't think that's the way to go. If there are side bets going on, I think that's free reign. They can do whatever they want. It brings more attention to the product. Yeah, yeah. I'll just say this: if I ever catch wind that someone's throwing throwing games, throwing throwing flips just for money, that's going to be a problem. That'll be a problem. You want to bet happens, on your, you want to bet on yourself to win Pete Rose style? That's yeah. fine. Yeah. yeah. I don't want anyone throwing throwing flips. Oh, what are you going to do if you catch somebody doing some illegal in ball and cup game? You're the poster child for illegal things. You're the first one to get you, you better be. Believe, you better I, be it sounds suspension. like our friend YP doesn't believe in second chances, which is unfortunate. It I sounds. Kevin, it, I, you listen, know what it really sounds like? It sounds like YP is a bitter, jealous little boy. Listen, I had three in a row earlier this week. <laughs> three. And barely, barely, three. millimeters away, missed four. Kevin gets four. He acts like he's the greatest of all time. Get off! Like, it, it's just. I mean, it's in fairness, me in fairness, Kevin is the greatest of all time. Yeah, I was right gonna now. say, uh, anyone can get hot. By yeah, the, but by the metrics that we run, the only one who has. That's he's like, the only one who's been that's like, hot. well, anybody could could hit sixty two home runs. Yeah. Like, yeah. well, when the by the metrics the record, that we currently there. have, Kevin Clancy is the greatest of all time at yeah. ball and cup league. Well, yeah. Kevin Clancy, you ever heard of a guy by the name of Jonathan Chichu? Yeah, scored like 50 goals with the Sharks. Never heard from him again. That's who you are. I guarantee you, after uh, you get this streak, after it ends today, is it on this radio show you're doing it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It will end today, and you'll ne- you'll probably never get over three again. That's I promise you. What do you think is more impressive? So I've hit three. In, I said I was the first one with the plate appearances to get three in a row, and I've also gotten three in a row, I think, now three separate times, Yeah, which is more than anyone else. Ken Jack is so. Ken Jack is so interesting. Counter, but the, the Ken, narrative has to start to be. But I think if Kevin hits artist. five today, Ken I mean, Jack he is, is very desperate That's, to have his name uh, in the hall to the point that he's been writing anonymous notes to me. No, here here's the no, thing. Kevin has the single season record right now. Ken Jack has like the career record. Like Ken Jack is the career better player. Kevin is single single record. Ken I mean, Jack's I'm also. I mean, it's he, he's been in the league longer. Is it no Ken doubt, Jack shooting fifty. Ken Jack's been in the league longer and had more plate appearances because I was unfairly and ridiculously suspended for a yeah. an egregious amount of time. Yes. So Ken I mean, you ja- said yeah. fuck you to the commissioner. You got, <laughs> you got some time. That's okay. A two-week suspension and my entire team was a bit much. And no pay. Yeah. 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 So we, let's go for five were right now. in my pocket during uh, those couple uh, weeks. Should, should me, Jared, do you want to do it? We, we should do it and then let you go for five as well, the I'm finale. Well, I'm on a straight. If I hit this one, I have two oh. straight. You, you want to go first? Yeah. Like, let Kevin be the finale. I, uh, that's, I, I'm not, I'm not thrilled with, people with don't understand being, it. Like, you, you laugh like, oh, you have two straight. That's nothing. Getting one com- is hard. That's what I'm saying. It's like getting one is hard, and then doing it back to back days is extremely difficult. And three is was the previous. Record. And also, I deal. want to say this too about Kevin's streak. It's all in the same week. Do you know how hard it is this to is come back around. after a weekend? Oh that's God. when the real like, players oh, consistency. Oh, You've the, got the, the, the hitting week. streak. It keeps happening game after game. Oh no no you. 
I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm happy about today wonder. being a big day, though. I mean, between the hangovers, right. the tiredness, and I'll be honest, I'm not wearing my Tommy John's today, and I'm a little uncomfortable. Yeah. And you got to have, like, everything in order. So, Jared, we'll swing. Flips it up. Oh, rattles off the rim. It was not. Fuck. It was not bad. It was good form. I actually thought he had it. Yeah, it looked and it pretty did good. Not translate. Yeah. All right, Casey. Casey right. Smith. Here we go. In the black on black. Don't hit the cups. Yep. She's doing a couple oh, pregame boy. swings. Flips it up. No. Oh. All right. Damn. Okay. This is for this five. Is we big. go. All right. All right. This is so the moment. Kevin Clancy is now standing in the radio room, going for five in a row. Never been done in the ball and cup league. It would be quite a moment. He's got four in a row right now. He's the villain of this league. Soak it up, Kevin. Soak it up, Kevin. For a few more seconds, buddy. He's swinging it. He's swinging it. Up. He got it. We have just witnessed history in this radio room. Five in a row. I'd like to dedicate that flip right there. To Ben Friedman, young Patriots. Wow. You're, you're, you're an asterisk. Wow. That's all you are. The greatest complete asterisk. Of all time. Damn. And I hope the you greatest, sleep well at night with that giant asterisk. Damn. Congratulations. There ever Kevin. will be. Damn, Sir, Kevin. I might never miss again. Commissioner Trent Ryan. <laughs> outstanding you, effort. Why? I, I really appreciate it. Outstanding. Stormed. Big time players oh, made yes. big time plays. Wow. That's just how it goes. Kevin, congratulations. I, I, I mean, yes. Everyone else in this room uh, congratulated me. YP ran out like a punk bitch, and Ken Jack is just <laughs> silent. So I, I say, I'm really happy for you. I okay. it on the video. I have it all on camera. Did, did you hit the? Did you hit four? Or did you miss? No, I didn't hit four. So at this point, the closest is was Jared at two, I believe. So again, much like Barry Bonds in the 400, 400, and then 500, 500 club, wow. I'm just blazing trails here. Yeah, no, wow, that was uh, that was a moment. I'm really glad I got to witness history. By the way, Frankie just plopped in these, like, just walked in Popeye's and biscuits. sat down, just Popeye's biscuits, and just walked out. How perfect. Buttery biscuits is wow. exactly what you need during a hangover to soak up all the fucking booze. Unless your mouth is super dry because you're dehydrated. Then... Or you're, and you're trying to do a radio show. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Trent. Thank you, you. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate everyone out there who supports me. And to all the haters, suck a dick. A.K.A. YP. An athlete immediately stuffs a burger. I, I mean, that's that's just the ball and cup life, bro. Kevin, if you start losing weight, maybe you're going to get worse at ball and cup. I'll tell you what, if that happens, I'll start packing them back on. <laughs> I'm not doing anything to jeopardize my ball and cup run. I'll tell uh, you what the secret is. Well, it's pretty obvious how I do it very differently from you guys. I get low with it. I drop down and get my eagle on. Because then you just Maybe have more. You do. just have more time. The ball is falling more. I need to stick my ass out further. You I do. Saw, I saw what your strategy was, Kevin. And I'll be honest with you. I'm gonna copy it because it's. I mean, you working. should. Yeah. You absolutely should. If also you got to study the equipment, the ball, the the cup. There's some intricacies to the cup that you got to uh, pay attention to. So, the ball and cup league is is uh, it's a force in the office right now. I want to get uh, some of our sponsors perhaps involved. Wow. I'd love to maybe talk to some of the uh, maybe FanDuel or or maybe some of these uh, online bookies would like to get involved. Mm -hmm. I would like the Barcelona Sports Advisors to be making some side bets. Yeah. I believe we may even perhaps sell a ball and cup. We probably should. should, Yeah. A Barstool branded ball and cup. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about uniforms. Trent is a world-class commissioner. Mm -hmm. I encourage everyone to get on on the ball and cup movement. Uh, We got about. How do you feel right now? Feel great. Do you, that, feel that, as that tired? Actually, do you feel as tired as you were before? No, that's what I mean. That was that was a shot of energy. That was a shot of adrenaline right there. Do you think that now that you've hit five, you have nothing left to prove, or are you just going to keep no, going? No, you got to keep going. 
Jared, the people said that to me about four. Mm-hmm. They said, hey, you've already accomplished all that you can accomplish yeah. here in Ball and Cup. No one's ever done what you've done. How do you get up in the morning and stay motivated? Mm-hmm. I do it for my kids, Jared. Yeah. Ken Jack said he missed today, right? Mm-hmm. So no one's even close to you. I am. I I'm, mean, I'm actually interested, though, to see if YP's theory of the weekend plays in the factor. Like, if you miss on Monday, that, I mean, he might have what? a point. What does that mean? He had a point. Why? I mean, I don't think he has a point now. He doesn't. He doesn't have a point. But He's an idiot. I, I mean, we'll see on Monday. He's I mean, a hateful, spiteful little Team Portnoy idiot. YP was big mad when you hit that. He was oh, yeah. so mad. I, I don't think I've gotten as much satisfaction out of anything as much as I did right then and there when I knew that that little fucking weasel, mm-hmm. it was a kill shot to the back of his fucking head. Yeah, he, he was rooting very hard for angry. Miss. I mean, he, oh, yeah. he has been... So somebody also wrote this anonymous note, and we still don't know who did it. It was Ken Jack. I, it it Ken had Jack. to be Ken Jack. I, I but, told but, you yesterday. But bottom line, I got YP saying it to my face. I got haters doing it anonymously. I got Ken Jack with the, the backhanded patronizing bullshit. There are plenty of haters, and I just try to block them out and flip that fucking ball. I mean, do you feel like A-Rod a little bit? I mean, like, you were you were suspended for an extended period of time. Uh, the league, it feels like, is out to get you. You got people, the fans have been rooting against you because some of the things that have gone on within the league. Like, who would you say that you're, you're confident? I, I think I think A-Rod is, is a great comparison. I think uh, anybody who's had a redemption story, this has been a big year of redemption for me, Jared. Mm-hmm. I've had a lot of ups, a lot of mostly downs, mm-hmm. and I am here to uh, to just live my best life. Yeah. And like I said, do it for my kids. You're on the up and up right I now. I do it for the, ch- the kids. I do it for the fans, and anyone who wants to stand in my way, they can suck my dick. Mm-hmm. I, like I, it. I don't need that negative energy in my life. Mm-hmm. All I want to do... Is, zoom, is, zoom, is, zoom, uh, zoom, and you're boom, boom. Like what? What, what he said. Mm-hmm. What he said. What the fuck was that? All I want to do was zoom, 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 and a boom, boom. Yeah. Just shake your rump. Yeah. Just Sounds... flip the cup. See? So uh, anybody out there who maybe is they're down on their luck right now, maybe things aren't going so great in life, maybe you can't get that ball in the cup yep. and it feels impossible, but I'll tell you what, when I was suspended... I didn't think I could ever. I was ever going to flip that ball again. Yep. I didn't think I was ever going to land a single ball in a single cup. And here I am today, a five-time champion, mm-hmm. five days in a row. To quote Kevin Garnett, anything is possible. It's true. I saw it. I watched it. If I watched anything it is possible, go into the weekend knowing you can give a girl an orgasm after six and a half minutes. Before six and a half minutes. You put that ball in that cup. Yeah. You put your balls in her cup. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you do it in under six minutes. That's what I want. I want everyone to go have yourselves a good weekend mm-hmm. and have yourselves some six-minute sex. I'll give you that extra 30 seconds. Have some six-and-a-half-minute sex mm-hmm. where you put the pressure on, and she puts the pressure on, and you get the job done. You put yeah, you get your balls in that cup. Over. And over five times in a row, perhaps. Yeah. Do you feel and like girls. it changed, man? Like, do you think that your your suspension changed your? Oh, I I mean, you learn a lot about yourself when mm-hmm. you hit rock bottom, mm-hmm. and you realize what's important in life. You realize uh, how to live and what to do, and how how to how to be a role model. Yeah, it really, like I said, it's all about the kids. Those same kids that you don't want smelling alcohol in your breath. Yeah. Well, I don't ever want them thinking about me as a cheater. Mm-hmm. I want I am living my life just the best I can. Yeah. And that's all I can do, Jared. You know what you should do? I just let is, my play do the talking now. It'll be tough to field. get it. You uh, you should probably try and get like a screen cap from you getting that that fifth one. Print those out on some glossy eight by tens. Maybe like <laughs> hang them up where like almost like a Notre Dame. You hit it like, yeah. kind of like a champion today. Mm-hmm. Every time I walk into the studio, I hit that fifth one. Yep. Yeah, you probably should. Idea. I'm gonna eat some Popeyes while I do it. Yeah. 
What a day. What a, what a I really, want to, what thank, I really want to thank Trent Ryan, great commissioner. Great commissioner. I want to uh, I want to not thank Young Pages. I hate him. I hope all the bad things in life happen to him. And only and him. only him. Uh-huh. That's it for me. That's it for Casey and Jared. The most hungover show we've ever done. I'll tell you what, though. I'm, I'm feeling slinky, alive though. right now. You got your slinky. I got my ball and cup. Jared's got his beanie. We all might die tonight. <laughs> I'd be okay with it if I died tonight. We'll so. be back on Monday. I'll be going for six. And, we'll, and I'm sure we'll still be talking about six-minute orgasms because that's just what we do here. It's Clancy and the Rockets signing off for the week. You stay hot. I'm going to die tonight. Oh, yeah.